When your dad started building a man cave in your bedroom, you knew it was time to start building something for yourself. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, we're ready to help at every stage of your search. Build a resume, get industry tips and advice, and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Start your search at CareerBuilder.com. Welcome everybody to the Potaskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? I am very tired. I, I know you had a rough or long couple days, haven't you? Yes, I did. Uh, I went to the land. I went to the land to do something very morbid, and ah. like. Like you haven't had enough morbidity lately. I mean, <laughs> yeah, as if my life isn't isn't enough of a Tim Burton flick. Um, <laughs> my dad is getting ready to put one of his dogs down, oh. or or he's just for preparing for its death. Right. Uh, this is the older of the shepherds that he has, and she, you know, she's she's walking sort of on her elbows, like she oh. her back and legs are just sort of being dragged and. And as much as he doesn't want to, he's preparing for it. Not to mention, he is going to have to go through. He personally is going to have to go in for surgery uh, in a couple of weeks. For what? He's got a he's got a bad hernia. Oh, hey, and he's just just. Do you know what they're? Well, we'll talk off air, but there's some things you got to watch out for with those surgeries because there's like all these advertisements now for like suing about hernia surgeries. I don't even. Well, this is that. this is Kaiser. Why the fuck would they fuck up? Well, no, Kaiser's pretty rel- uh, reliable, but it's not about the doctor being shady. It's about the the method in which they do it. There's a method that's like fine, causing Co- more controversial. Problems. Not even that. It's causing more problems than fixing. At the end of it, by the end of it, it's causing more problems. So, well, it's a lump. I mean, it's a very noticeable lump, and it goes inside of him and comes back. I had a hernia apparently when I was like a month old. I don't know what the fuck I was lifting. To, like I don't know if I was lifting my balls and then I just fucking got a hernia or something. I was thinking but, maybe that melon on top of your neck, but I mean, no, no, I had huge balls when I was when I was a baby. <laughs> yeah, and I would lay I would lay on my stomach and my ass would be halfway through the fucking air. Marvels now, but anyway, no, no, they're still pretty huge. Right, I don't um, want to know about your balls. Move on. <laughs> um. So. My brother Alex and I, who actually did catch the um, some episodes, I played them while we oh, were nice. going up. Yeah. What did What did I, he think, real quick? Did he? I, I actually I heard him tell Dad. Uh, he's like, "Dude, Rico's podcast is really good. It's really entertaining. You should listen to it." Oh wow, that's awesome to hear. Which means he was definitely telling the truth. Um, and I right. I asked him. I was like, "Alex, will you come on the podcast?" He's like, say what? I'm like, it doesn't matter. Promote the no. restaurant. He's the restaurant one, right? Am I getting them no, confused again? No, Joel's, Joel's the restaurant one. I will get there, right, eventually. Um, <laughs> uh. But so Alex and I 
I mean, I love my brother, but there's a DiGiorgio curse of always running late. My father does it. My brothers do it. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm actually like if I'm ever late, I'm like five minutes late. Yeah, you're usually, pretty good. At least in the I usually yeah. make an effort. I usually leave like an hour early. I'm usually early. Uh like work. Well you're you're the it's, one that breaks the uh the 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 not only my curse, but the the I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it skips this generation. There you um, go. There you go. But and so like Alex was supposed to come here to my house at like ten thirty, eleven o'clock. He didn't show up until one o'clock. Oh God. I mean, he was texting saying, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm running late. Yada, yada, yada. But it's, he had a good excuse. He had like a low flat tire. He had to like stop and fix it. But he never told me. He told me after he showed up. He's like, dude, ah. I had a flat tire. Like, well, okay. if you had told me that, I would have been nicer to you through text. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, I know what that's like. Long ass drive to land. And then as soon as, as soon as we got there, it was just, you guys got to get to work. Go. Like, mow yeah. this lawn. Dig this, dig this grave. So my dad, we went up there to dig a grave for the dog, for for the eventual for one dog, and then as as we're doing this, Ron reveals, ah, you know, I want to be buried on top of her when I go. Oh, lovely! So <laughs> in a weird, fucked up roundabout way, we are digging up our father's grave, and okay. like Alex and I were just like, this is this is not, this yeah, is not kosher, <laughs> right? Like this is this is not okay. Like it's one thing for us, like you know, dig up. You know, we're trying to help our father out and dig up his, you know, his dog's grave for him. And he's old; he's eighty years old. He can't do it by himself. And we like have to use a pickaxe and shovel and all that shit. Right. The ground is really rough and rocky and dirty and not at all like easy. And uh, and then Dad's like, yeah, you know, in maybe five more years, you'll lay me on top. And we're like. We're gonna set you on fire. What are you talking about? <laughs> what, what's this shit? Fucking okay. funeral pyre and shit. Yeah, go go instead of Roman, go Viking. There you go. So that was, and then we like conked out. Alex slept outside to be in touch with nature and some shit, but he was freezing. Okay, more power to him. Yeah, I slept on the couch, uh, and then woke up at. Holy shit! A clock this morning, <laughs> and, and still like we left pretty early. Like left at like eleven. Alex would be back before two. Still didn't get back to like two thirty, yeah. and a lot of lot of driving, a lot of standing, and we stopped to get sandwiches. And that took another twenty five minutes. Because get sandwiches. Despite these people, just, yeah, despite these people like running a deli, they were like, <laughs> just took like took their fucking time. Oh, they're okay. I would like to know where the fucking turkey was that I ordered, but okay. Oh, you didn't get or any tur- meat? Like the I got it- I got like the bare minimum of meat. Like oh, they wow. took like a, like they took like a slice of turkey and that was it. Everything but fuck, they took every sprout imaginable and shoved <laughs> it in this goddamn loaf. You know, and I don't want to get on a thing, but I know it's popular more out west than it is here, although it is popular here too, is Subway. And I yeah. never fucking understood Subway. I don't Why? get it. I've been to them. I don't like them. And I and I they piss me off. To be honest with you, generally the sandwich, the sandwiches themselves, or the people working there. Uh, 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 yes, 
Um, because okay, no, well, no. Now, no, now we're going to turn this into a thing. What kind no. of sandwiches do you like? No, no, no. It's not even about the kind of sandwiches I like. This is what pisses me off about Subway, right? They advertise these sandwiches that they offer, right? Whatever they are. They're different ones. I'm not even picking on one in particular. They just offer... They advertise these other sandwiches they they make, right? These... Right. You the go Italian in, BMT, the, the fucking whatever, meatball right. bar, whatever. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. Okay, but the meatball one won't work. But the, the Italian BMT is probably a better example. You go into the place... And you say, I want that sandwich, and they tell you, you immediately, okay, what do you want? I, I want that sandwich. Okay, well, what do you want? Like, they don't just start building that sandwich. They you they expect you to, every, every subway I've been to, and I've been to a bunch in a bunch of different locations, have always done that, where they have these pre-created sandwiches on the menu board, but then when you say, I want that sandwich, you have to tell them what goes on the sandwich. Like, that's just dumb. Well, that's no, that's their method of saying, do you want to add anything else to it? And then we could charge you more. Right. Well, that's fine. But like, I would say build the sandwich and then say, is there anything else you want after they've built the base sandwich? They don't build the base sandwich first is my complaint. Like maybe voila. they're looking for Maybe they're looking, you know, just say, okay, we'll build this. But as they're building it, you might get inspired. But like, you know, what sounds good on that is onions or right. some shit. Well, then yeah, but then say, hey, you know what? I added some onions to that. But like, okay, so let me give you a very quick example of the converse to that. Wawa, the place I sent you the coffee from, right? They do yes. sandwiches and stuff, and they're built to order sandwiches. Same kind of concept as Subway. When you go to order a sandwich there, there's a touch screen, a really nice touch screen that you walk up to, and you hit the sandwich thing, and they have all their pre-made sandwich. Build your own sandwich through the touch screen. Right, but it's different. They have all the pre-made stuff that they, they do. You select mm -hmm. one of those, and then it gives you all their choices, but the stuff that's on the pre-made sandwich is already checked off, and you can uncheck or add checks to the items or whatever that you want. I hear, I hear what you're saying. It's it's like the Domino's menu, right? Like online menu kind of thing? It's a little bit, but different in that it's, you know, like... I've a never. Sandwich well, that not yeah, obviously, but I'm talking about the fact that like the thing, like if you order like an Italian hoagie, because an Italian hoagie is pretty standard across the board with some minor variations, but a basic Italian sure. hoagie is standard across the board. So if you order an Italian hoagie at Wawa, it has the the, the salami, the ham, the onions, you know, whatever, the lettuce, the tomato, peppers, all, prosciutto, peppers. yeah. Right. Actually, they don't do peppers on theirs by default, but you can, and you can. Right. Yeah, and they or don't pepperoncinis. Do... Usually, a lot of Italian sandwiches have pepperoncinis. Okay. Yeah. Well, they don't have those, so it's usually just peppers and voila. But yeah, the the point is that the basics, the lettuce, the tomato, the cheese, the meats, they're all pre-checked, and then if you want other stuff, like you check it, you check it, and 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 if it is checked and you don't want it, you just uncheck it. You know, so what you're saying is your biggest complaint about subways. They don't have a kiosk that you could just fucking press. Click I don't and need choose. the kiosk. But if I go in there and order an Italian hoagie, which I would never do because I don't like Italian hoagies. But just to stick with the the thing here, if I go in an Italian hoagie, you start building in a fucking Italian hoagie. And then I'll tell you, you know, what not to add or whatever. Don't just stand there with the bread and look at me funny. Like, OK, what do you want on this thing? I want an Italian hoagie. Fucking build an Italian hoagie. 
You know what you should do is you should um, call Subway and order a sandwich in advance and tell them exactly how you want it. No, it. I don't want to have to tell them how I want it. it. I you have you know. Here's the thing. This is what Subway should do. They just shouldn't have pre-made sandwiches. They should just say, "Come in and order a sandwich," and then th- then it's truth and advertising. To me, their advertising is all bullshit. But anyway, we're getting way off, and we've got a lot to get to. So, do you tell the rest of your coming home story, and we'll move on. Well, uh, all right. Well, here's the funny thing: is I asked Dad. I, I actually I pressed Dad to come on the podcast, Uh-oh. and now he's into the idea. Oh, cool! Great. Yeah, I now, love he, now he really wants to come on. Okay. Um, and I have to like educate him, and like I'll have to go over there and show him how to use Skype and. Because I don't want to be there to record. I want to be here. And are, like, fucking... are you sure? <laughs> yes. Okay. I thought it was going to work just fine the last time we tried it, but hey. Fuck that, dude. I don't want to be in the same room as dad as, lo- as less I absolutely have to. Oh, that's just mean. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I like Ron. I've only talked to him twice. Though, of course but... you like Ron. You met him. You talked to him once. <laughs> twice, I think. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Here's the thing that made me laugh so goddamn hard last night. Please. Al- Alex was walking outside because it was cold, and he had a hood on, a hoodie on. And Dad says, Alex, you look like Ar- you look like Green Arrow. Holy and I looked shit. at my dad and I said, what the fuck did you say? He's like, Arrow. Like, and he does like the hand motion of shooting a bow and arrow, and I'm like, he must be talking about Robin. He's like, you know, the show Arrow on Netflix. I said, what the, what the fuck? fuck? <laughs> That's awesome. And I said, Dad, how the fuck do you know what Arrow is? Like, oh, my God, I love that show. Sarah Lance, Dur- uh, fucking Diggle. I'm like, you're naming the fucking characters? You don't even remember my fucking name half the time. <laughs> I was like, are you shitting me, dude? I was like, Dad. It's the equivalent of you saying, oh, you know, what's a good, you know what I just saw the other night? South Park. It's pretty good. Like, what the fuck? You? That's awesome. That is very awesome. And he was like, oh, God, I love Arrow. I love Oliver Queen. And I was love this. It's so fucked up. I love it. I'm like, why? Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm I, glad, but how and why? I don't think we've done a Berlantiverse uh, deep dive yet. We should... We should have like, my dad come on. Talk about, I said, dad, I'm yeah. talking about arrow. Yeah. He's, let's he's like, why would I go on there to talk about arrow? That's exactly said, what we talk about. That's exactly what I said. I was like, <laughs> because that's what we talk. about. I played him some of the podcasts. And when you do the usual, you know, intro. Yeah. He said, my dad's so impatient. He's like, why would anyone want to listen to this shit? <laughs> Thanks. Ron. I was like, it's, I was like, Dad, it's the intro. He's like, yeah, but he's just saying gibberish. I'm like, no, he's not. Just because you can't understand him doesn't mean he's not speaking English. You're deaf. He's <laughs> he's a, like, Dad, just because you don't understand. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. You were about to say he, he's something, meaning me. What was the he, he's something you were going to say? You, you're high-pitched in, in oh. I mean, but that's it, like. No, the real thing is dad just can't hear shit. And he do- I mean, we went through this the entire trip. Dad, why are we doing this? What? Why are we doing this? What? D- dad, <laughs> why? 
Are we doing this? <laughs> Don't do that. I'm taking that F part out. That's just wrong. No, um, it's fine. Hey, then it's all on you. I'm I'm separating myself from that part. Um, so well, go Ron. Check that out. I that's crazy. Yeah, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, and the Flash came out of nowhere," and I'm like, "How do you know who the fucking Flash is?" Well, he he did. They did a backdoor pilot on Iroh, if you're not familiar with that. So that might be why. Well, I, but, but then he was just like, oh, you know, you know, it'd be interesting to see a Flash. And I'm like, they have a Flash show. They do? Yeah, they have a show about fucking everything. Yeah. You kidding a, me? That's, I'm, I'm literally flabbergasted right now. Like, I'm. <laughs> Imagine how I felt because I was <laughs> like, he's like, first off, Alex doesn't look like the fucking Green Arrow. I don't know where the hell that came from. Well, I think uh, it just probably the hood, but yeah, I get it. Because if you remember the first season of Arrow, he's not... I don't think he actually gets called the Green Arrow or Arrow until... He's called, like, the Vigilante or some shit. Well, that's that's season two or three. Like, the first two seasons, he's just the hood, I think. The hood, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so... But still, the fact that Dad... I mean, he wasn't, like... My dad watches a show. He's like, oh, yeah. you know, Like, when he watches Game of Thrones, he's right. like, who's that blonde woman with the dragons? God, she's beautiful. Oh, that's Daenerys. Oh, well, who's that little guy? I like him. Tyrion. Oh, okay. But this is like, oh, dude, Diggler. Uh, Diggle. Diggler. <laughs> Diggle. Uh, Sarah Lance. And, oh, you know, the, the oh. And, and Oliver Queen. Where did this come from? Who came up with this? Uh, DC Comics. What? DC Comics. What? What's, Your dad watches Arrow, though. That fucking made my night, dude. That's that's some shit he, right there. And he got them all correct, like Oliver Queen, Diggle. That's I mean, awesome. He's awesome. like, I love Sarah Lance at all. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a nature show host. In a native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got Geico, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. Geico will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. Geico. Great service, without all the drama. You coming to bed, hon? Yep. Honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that beautiful blonde canary. What the fuck? Oh, uh, Katie Cassidy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. But he was yeah. like, I was like, how, how are you? How far are you? And he's like, ah, oh, deep. I'm like. You probably start like the second season because there's like a lot of episodes per season. It's, I think I think the first season was like twelve, just because they were kind of testing it out. Could be. Yeah. I thought they went pretty long though. But I even remember. still, I I'll tell you right now, dude. And I don't want to get off on the whole thing because, like I said, we got a bunch of stuff to get to. But I'm really excited about Batwoman. Like I'm really excited about Batwoman. It looks good. I'm can't wait to see that this fall. I literally saw one of those clickbait things where it was like, does she have the credentials to be Batwoman? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. 
Yes, she does. Yes, she does. I agree. They're like, they're like controversy sparked because a lesbian was cast as a female superhero. I'm like, the character's a lesbian. Shut the fuck up. It's exactly right. And there were people when she was first cast that were pissed off that because she's there awesome. were pe- no, no, there were people saying she wasn't a lesbian, and how dare they cast a non-lesbian for a lesbian role? And then she was like, "Uh, guys," <laughs> you know, she's like, like, "She's like, I'm Justin Bieber with a, in a with a vagina. I'm very you, much a lesbian." Have you seen that meme? It's Ruby Rose. They, they got a. It's a meme split by side by side of Bieber and Ruby Rose going, "Which one's playing Batwoman?" It's well, yeah. I haven't, but. You never saw Orange is the New Black, right? No, no. She appears on Orange is the New Black. I think right. that's where she got her start. Right, I knew and that. Yeah. She, they call her Justin Bieber a lot throughout the fucking oh, show. Oh, God. Yeah, all right. Well, look, I think she's going to kick ass. I'm really excited. Um, moving on, we've got three things we got to talk about before we get into our main topic. So I will tell you all three, and then I will let you pick where we go from there. We have a comic book review to do very quickly. We have um, some news about Henry, and then we have um, this really cool list I found, or actually was sent to us, that I wanted to go over with you because I think you'll fucking love it. And it won't take us long to go through it. So I choose... I don't know. Um, let's start with Henry. How, how, okay. how is, how is our, our brother from London? Henry's doing good. I haven't talked to him directly too much. We... Um, we actually recently have been talking about tonight's topic, which we'll be getting into, which is Spider-Man Far From Home um, and him being correct about something. But we'll get into that when we get our, into our deep dive on that. But he mm-hmm. also sh- did share with me some information about Chasing Leia that's very exciting for us for once. Not that we're not excited about anything going on with that movie because we're both very much behind it. But of course, this, this is super exciting for us. So he... He's been a great fan and friend, and I, I really want to stress that. Henry's been a really good friend to us, to the show, and us individually. Um, he's putting our T-shirt on one of his main characters for the that's, movie. That's so cool. So, Potescue T-shirt will be in the Chasing Leia movie. And then, on top of that, he ordered some of our stickers from our public site and is going to use them to cover up the corporate logo on the laptops they're going to use because they can't have the he's worried about right. them coming after product him. placement and all that yeah. shit yeah. I, we're not we're not going to sue him for putting oh, for placing no. our product no we're gonna be like fuck yeah can we can we blow you now or later <laughs> like, yeah, right, right um to be honest with you and and i did share this with him just because i'm trying to be helpful to his his project as well as much as I appreciate that, I don't think Apple would come after him for doing it. But he's just trying to hedge his bets. So, and he's using us to do it. So I think that's awesome. And where can people get a uh, Potaskew t-shirt and sticker, CJ? Tpublic.com. Uh, then you just do a search for Potaskew. There's not. We don't have like a page. It's not tpublic.com slash Potaskew. But if you go there and type in our name, we pop right up. So. And they have a multitude of, of different features. If you're looking for a T-shirt that's the color blue, fine. But if you want pink, boom, there it is. Yeah, if you want a like Jay. To, to, if you want to go coffee mug, like which I have now since got and use way too fucking much, which is why I sound super hyper and everything. 
Uh, there it is. I think it does come in default green, though. But it does. Um, I, the, it does. Certain, there are certain things you can choose your color, and certain things you can't. That we right. chose the default color, and you're stuck with the color we picked. Sorry about that. Right. But that's the way it is. I, I happen to like the color green. So if you don't like it, stick to a fucking coffee mug. I actually which, think it looks pretty good on the the travel mug. I think it does. I think it looks like it's, I think it looks great. It yeah. looks awesome. Um, and I'm not just um, saying that because it's ours. Like if I thought it looked like shit, I would tell you. So, I I mean I've actually gotten people say, "What is that?" And I'm nice. like, "That's my podcast." They're like, "Oh, it's so green. I love it." Are you I, Irish? Um, no. <laughs> I just ordered some coasters. I got us. They're not on the T public site. They're on a different page that not to the public. But I got coasters that I'm going to be handing out to people. So hopefully that'll nice. work. Um, Coast on through with that review. There you go. Speaking of reviews, there's a comic book we've been asked to review. And first, my heartfelt apologies to these people because they hit us up something like two months ago to do this, and yeah. life has been crazy for both of us and, and of course, I, again yeah if you guys have listened to the show may sucked for me and then just like you know cj is just miserable in general oh, th you know? thanks buddy you're welcome hey you know what the truth hurts yeah, but uh, yes <laughs> um anyway i'm moving on i'm not even gonna let you continue i'm just moving forward um there's a comic book out there called The Music Maker, and they asked us to take a look at it, and it's by Music Maker Comics. And, uh, man, I will tell you right now, we have been asked to review a couple comic books, and some we have and some we haven't, and I'm not going to name names, but I think this is the best one we've looked at so far. I have to agree. Again, we will not name names, but... The problem, and look, I want to give praise to every single person who has ever made a comic book. Biggie, yeah, writing and drawing a comic book and inking and stenciling and all that shit oh, yeah. is hard. Yeah. Like, absolutely. we can't do it. And I always praise anybody who could do it. But this one just does come across like a more, like, it comes off like a real, Polished. like, you could buy on the stands yeah. comic book. The art, is consistent which is rare yeah. for an upstarting you know yep. it it, it kind of reminds me of like what i would imagine a bad trip on acid to be it's, but still it, yeah you can it's, still see what's going on it's clear but it, it is i agree with you it's got that that weird like distortion twisted. yeah but it but it feels on purpose so it's yeah, not it, yeah well, the um, character, first off, I just love that the character's name is Maestro. That is such a fucking superhero, even an anti-hero name is Maestro, the music maker. That's awesome. Um, it, it feels, you know, it could be the fact that I'm rewatching Breaking Bad, but it kind of has like a weird, if, if like Walter White, who is kind of an anti-hero straight up villain, had like superpowers it would be kind of like this. Yeah, except with, and I, I haven't watched Breaking Bad, but I'm not going to talk shit on it either, but, but this character is a, a, a legit genius. Like, he's got an IQ of 168, which is, like, ridiculous. Um, I I like the concept of what they're doing with this book. Um, the thing that really 
really got me, and Rico, I know you didn't get to experience this just because you didn't have the opportunity, but they have these QR codes on a couple panels, and if you scan it with like an iPhone or an i or, or or something that plays music and it has a QR reader, it'll start playing the music it they want you to hear while you're reading the panels, and it's just a really cool, cool concept. Yeah, I missed that, but it, it goes with the whole flow from what you described. Of, it does. You are it, you are reading the music maker and as well listening to the music maker. Right. It's it really it really ties in well. It sounds good, and it's not long pieces of music. I think the ones like a minute and a half. The other ones like a minute. So it's they're almost like clips. They're not like full songs. At least not mm-hmm. now. I don't know what's going to go on as you get deeper into the series, but. The fact that they they're integrating the technology into the comic, I think, is a smart move on their part. Mm-hmm. You know, and it and it's it's leading to cool stuff, man. And I, I I agree with you. The art is good. Um, I will tell you, I'm generally not a fan of black and white comics, and so I was a little at first kind of like mm, about the black and white part of it but then i got it because they do introduce color and there's a very purposeful mm-hmm. use of the color and why they use the color and i don't think that's a one off i think that's going to be an off and on ongoing thing throughout the rest of the series right. you know so once i saw that it was like okay this makes sense now i I get this, you know, and and um, I want more. I I uh, we've already written. I've already written them back for us. Um, didn't give them our review. I told them we were going to record it on this episode, but I told them we both want more. We want to read yeah. more of this. Um, so absolutely, Music Maker Comics on Twitter, and that's comics with an X. So Music Maker C O M I X on Twitter. Hit them up. Tell them you heard about us or heard about them on Podescu and, you know, check out the book. They'll get it to you. It's, it's, I don't know what the charges are. We, you know, we're privileged enough to get the, the first one for free. I'm hoping we'll get the rest of the run that way because I don't know if I can afford the book, but, um, I'm not going to force that either. If we have to pay for it, I will. But um, either uh-huh. way, check out the book. It's worth the read. Ch- hit them up on Twitter. Again, that's Music Maker Comics, uh, all one word, comics with an X. And tell them you heard about it on Potaskew. So now you said you have a list of things you want to run by me or something? Yes. So there's a guy that follows us on Twitter, and we also follow, that we actually met through this punk band that we're – following called bad mary and you and i've talked about them before i think we even talked about them on air i don't recall um and he goes by the um uh his name's jim carter but he goes by uh horror movie on twitter and he considers himself a movie whore and he actually has a a blog called the movie whore and he put out this list of things that are required for you to be a movie whore. And he specifically thought we were like number 16, but I was reading through the whole list and I was like, Rico would love this whole list for the most part. There's a couple you might not agree with, but as a whole. So I thought I'd share the whole list with you. And then when we get to 16, if you want to stop there. Okay. So for me to be a movie whore, 
you're gonna on on the whole you have to you have to read this to me. Yeah, I, I, here let me see if it has a thing. Um, it's and it's it's tongue in cheek. He's not being a, you know, like right. You have to yeah. This it's is, all just I, I get you. Okay, I just didn't want it to come across because I feel like that sounded like. Um, so here we go, and I don't. I'm reading it from one to twenty, but I don't know if you know it's in any kind of particular order. So. And you'll uh, make a big emphasis on 16? Oh, I'll just say when it says 16, I'll read it. But I just right. I also think you'll appreciate the way in which this list is composed because I feel like there's okay. some humor in that too. So number one, you, one must have seen the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. That's the first requirement. <laughs> I've never seen it, so I, I immediately, I think, feel like might be disqualified. But I don't know if you I... have to hit all of these or if you just have to hit some of these. So. I haven't either, but I reference it all the time. So I think yeah. I just need to see it now. Yeah, right. Number two, this one I can do. One must be able to quote at least three scenes from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, easy. Yeah, easy. Number three, one must know where Barada, Clock 2, Nick 2 comes from without having to use Google. That is... Oh, I know what it is. Ar- Army of Darkness. I, I it, well, it's the Evil Dead series. I don't remember which one in the series. Is it Army of Darkness direct? I, don't I think remember. it's Army of Darkness. Okay, I know it's I know it's part of that because Evil Dead One, Evil Dead Two, and that are all part of the same thing. So right, but um, Army of Darkness, I think, is the one where he's actually like where he fucks up and goes, you know, black, yeah, <laughs> like tries coffee through it. <laughs> um, real quick, I want to back up to Music Maker. They just actually hit me back on Twitter and said the second issue will be out later next month. And so we'll have to, yeah, so we'll have to look for that. Um, number four, one, mu- well, sorry, one knows what it means to have a boomstick. Also, Evil Dead. Yep, yep. Number five, Tank Girl. Never saw it. I've never seen it either, but I know what it means and I know why he's got uh, it on there. So, I, yeah, same here. Never saw it, but I, I do agree it is significant. This one applies to us too, I think, even though this is not the one he called out. Number six, the first three Star Wars films are the only trilogy to ever be referred to as the trilogy. Agreed. Okay. Number seven, one must have chosen to work in a video store and a movie theater at some point in one's life, and I did both at the same time, meaning him. So you and, need and number seven. I I worked in a movie theater as well as I currently am the manager of a video store. There you go. Number eight. If you've never owned a copy of Xanadu, you are no longer a movie whore. I have never owned a copy of Xanadu. Then I guess you're not a movie whore. Neither am I. So I, I, I uh, you know, no, I, uh, we'll see. How, so far, I'm doing pretty good. I don't think yeah. one should disqualify me from the whole fucking thing. I don't think so either. And like I said, I think there's a lot of tongue in cheek in this. So I don't think I don't think he would say uh, that yeah. either. Um, number nine: If you will sit through a shitty movie simply because you have to see how this shit ends. Oh, I'm so fucking guilty of that. Oh, uh, so am I. <laughs> so am I. I did that with um, Sucker Punch with Deb. I did that with Crimes of Grindelwald. Did you? Okay, fair enough. Uh. Number 10, if you've ever spent more time in your life talking to the people at the video store than your own family. So you kind of disqualified because you work there. But if you were like that before you work there, then yeah. Yeah. 
If a trip to the video store means you won't be seen for at least two hours. Well, yeah. But as a customer, but I, not did, an I did that before. I mean, there okay. are other video stores I went to, you know, that were around. Yeah, I, I definitely would spend my days at the fucking at Global Entertainment. All right. Number Rest 12. Rest in peace, Global Entertainment. <laughs> yeah, number 12. When you refer to the theater, you mean the movie theater. Yeah. Well, no, because the theater... Yeah. yeah, okay. 13, you have boycotted the movie theater since they have introduced commercials to the once sacred commercial-free temple of the film gods. No, I, yeah. I've never boycotted anything in my life. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson... Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Market. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Number 14, watching the film The Movie Hero is a religious experience for you. Never heard of it. Yeah, neither have I. Um, what? What the I'm, fuck is this? I don't know. Number 15, your son's nickname is The Dude. If I had a son, I mean, look, I call everybody Dude, but not yeah, because do. of The Dude. Right. If I had a son, I wouldn't call him The Dude. I'd probably call him You or... <laughs> Damn it, or damn it, or God, or peace. What the fuck? That, that's his name. What the fuck? What, the what fuck? are you doing? <laughs> what um, the fuck? Get down from there. There's a comedian that had a similar joke that I won't name because he's now disgraced and a piece of shit. I don't want to give him credit. Oh, you mean Bill anyway. Cosby? Okay, never mind. You knew what I was talking about. Um, fuck that. Fuck that rapist fuck. Yep. Anyway, this is ours. Number 16. This is why he, I, and I get why he called us out on this one. And believe me, it's positive. You found this scene in Clerks regarding the, the destruction of the second Death Star to be a riveting debate and some of the best dialogue ever written. Absolutely. <laughs> Number 17. The dick pussy asshole speech from Team America World Police in your mind is the greatest piece of dialogue ever put to film history and Quentin Tarantino can eat a dick. <laughs> um, yes and no. It is definitely one of the highlights of that movie. The, the movie is great in a very kind of like, I'm going to watch a movie where marionettes fuck and kill. Yep. But that... that that whole speech is, I would probably argue, is the best metaphor for whatever you want to be. Politics, religion, whatever, just people in general. I, but Quentin Tarantino, I still think, Quentin Tarantino can get it. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I have seen Team America, but only once. So I don't remember the speech in question, but I, I have seen it. There's a homeless guy who goes up to the main character who's at a bar. 
a, a and the main character is complaining about everyone's just I'm just a dick. Oh, well, you know, there's dicks and there's pussies and there's assholes. You know, there's all these three types of people, you know, and dicks like to fuck pussies. But dicks also fuck assholes. And like he just goes on this whole speech and ends with like the main character puking. And then he goes outside and throws up for like five minutes straight. I'm, th- okay. I'm describing it badly, but That's all it right. is a riveting fucking speech. All right. This one's both long and I don't agree with it at all. So I'm going to put the preface out there that the the opinions of this man, the movie whore, do not reflect the opinions of Potaskew because based Unless on last I agree. Week, what's that? No, Unless I, I agree. I, I don't think you will, just knowing okay. you. But all right. Would someone please fuck JJ Abrams in the goat ass for what he has done to Star Trek? In retrospect and in the interest of not being brought on charges, instead of fucking him in the goat ass, simply look angry at him. If you ever see him and don't say a word, it will be our psychotic secret. No, I, I 100% disagree. I think yeah. he made Star Trek. He, I mean, to be fair, I was never a Star Trek fan, but he made Star Trek interesting for me because he made Star Trek like Star Wars, which, which is I exactly- know is like against rules. But it's exactly what he wanted it to do. So he right. he accomplished what he wanted. Listen, I I like I don't like original Star Trek the series, but I like the Captain Kirk movies, and I love the Next Generation. But I also like what JJ did. To be honest with you, like I I like both incarnations of it. You know, uh, I am I more interested in seeing Quentin Tarantino do his Star Trek movie. That's going to be interesting too. Which. Remind me, keep that in mind because there's something I want to say about Tarantino when we're done, when we get into the next part. Um, I want to see a Vulcan say motherfucker. <laughs> I think you will, dude. All right, number 19. If you could write number 18, you would be me. I don't quite follow what? that one. It, if you could write number 18, so the one I just read about JJ, you would be me, meaning him. I guess a movie whore. Oh, yeah. Um, look, all due respect to this guy, like, that's just the same fucking question. Yeah. It's, look, again, this is, I think, more meant to be goofy, silly, and fun and whatever. So don't, I think he ran yeah. out of fucking numbers, is what he well, no, did. No, he's got, we've got two more, and they're not okay. like that. So, number 20, one quotes Dune to make spiritual points. No. And then number 21, one thinks Clockwork Orange is a comedy. I think this is less about being a movie whore and being more of a psychotic. <laughs> he's not. Oh, I don't know him that well, so I don't know that he, he's. He just he said this will be our psychotic secret, and I was saying, oh yeah, one thing's one. Uh, uh, Clockwork Orange is a comedy. Yeah, All sure. Right. Well, Let's rape I, someone over the tune of uh, what the fuck? They, uh, based on some of the interaction yeah. I've had with this guy, I I definitely think it's a lot of ton in cheek. To be honest, oh, with you. I know. I'm not really pissed off. I, I'm okay. joking. I'm, I'm handing it up. You, you are you are sounding a little angry there, buddy. So because All I right. sound like an asshole, just like well, this guy writes like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, resting bitch voice, right? Um, yes, yes. Bitch voice. All right. So that was the list. I just thought it'd be fun to go through it with you before we yeah. moved on. So Did one more cover, thing we what? have. One more thing we have to go through before we get into today. Lilu multiprops. Is a company multi props um, is a company uh, based out of New York, but they do these signings for 
with famous people for movie memorabilia. I think TV, but primarily movie. And what they're doing is they they got Jeff Anderson. They pulled him out of whatever hole he's hiding in and got Dude, him to the, the clerk's Bigfoot himself. Yeah. Well, and it's it's funny because he put up a video for them that I will try to link in the description if I can, where he basically says, I've stopped chasing Bigfoot long enough to come do this signing. So it's funny you said it that way. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he actually right. said that because he lives up in the hills somewhere in California. Like he, I know that. Like, and when I say the hills, I don't mean like the Hollywood hills. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I think closer, honestly, I think he lives closer to you. Um, like, or up, up near where the land is, like that kind of in, in, in way northern California. I don't know if it's way northern, but like the way you have that, the way you've described the land to me, I think is very similar to the way he lives. So, oh, um, okay. I don't know if it's in that area or in a different part of the state that I can't speak to. That but, would be some hardcore recluse shit if he right? did. Right? He's like, I want to make sure no one finds me. I'm going to move to Sonoma County. Yeah. So, um, but. They're offering, if you want to uh, send things to them, they will get Jeff answered and sign it and send it back to them, or to, to you. Um, I don't have many more details on that, but I will be putting a link to that in the description for this episode and probably for the next few. The deadline for getting stuff in is August 25th. That's the drop-dead date to get stuff so in. You got, a, you got a month and some change. From yeah, from today. Um, right. You know, we're going to be pushing this a couple times throughout the next couple weeks because we we asked we were asked to do that, and I like what these guys have to do. And actually, they're going to be right down the street from me in Jersey at a convention next month. Uh-huh. So I might be meeting up with them and doing like a, a quick interview for the show. So. Uh, I would love it if you dressed up as Lilu from Fifth Element in like the bandages and the dyed your hair orange. If I would, first off, that's fucked up. Second of all, if I was going to do anyone from that movie, it would probably be um, Corbin Dallas. So. (laughs) I think you have a better chance as as, uh, Ruby Rod. Yeah, thanks a lot, Dick. Come on! Um, I don't like you now. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, um, Father, you smoke? You smoke? Uh, I, we I gotta, have the fire. The fire. We got to do that movie sometime. That would be fun to do that. We, 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 we will do that movie. You know what we should do is we should do a commentary on that movie. That would be fun. We have some we have to do first because we've been asked to do some, but that's one we should do on. on. I think that would be fun. That'll, that'll be our fifth one we do. Ha <laughs> ha! There you go. Um... Yeah. All right. So speaking of movies, though, as we do, we both saw <laughs> a brand new movie that just came out. We, um, we did. Which, by the way, from this point forward, spoiler alert, because we are going to spoil the shit out of this movie. So and that movie is Spider-Man Far From Home Alone. I mean, Far From <laughs> Homecoming. I mean, Far From Home. Far From Home, boys. Yeah. Home um, boys. Yeah. Yeah. So far from home, far from homeward bound. Before we get into the movie, because I you had mentioned Quentin, um, I don't know what trailers you got because I don't think they're universal. I think they're different in different parts of the country and different theaters and that kind of thing. I saw the trailer for Once a Once a Time Upon a Time in Hollywood, and 
I got to tell you, man, like I was already on board, but like I'm, I want to see this movie now. Like, yeah, I, and this might I, be, I wanted to see that movie before, like, because I'm not a massive fan of Leo or Brad Pitt. I, I, but like I him, want, but yeah. I want to see Quentin do like Nansen. I want to see that fucked upness. You know what? That's the thing though. I don't think that's the primary focus of the movie, you know? I mean, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big part of it, but it's not really the primary focus. I think what well, I'm I never thought I'd ever wanted to see this, but I want to see Bruce, uh, Quentin Tarantino direct a Bruce Lee biopic. Yeah, because they well, he cast a guy who looks and sounds just like Bruce Lee, like to the point where it's like even um, what's her uh, uh, Bruce Lee's daughter made a statement saying it's unfortunate you guys didn't reach out to us, like but. Like you at least got a guy who looks just like him. Yeah. Um. It. So you've seen the trailer, I guess. Yeah. Then okay. I've seen trailers. I think. Okay. Yeah. So the because before I saw this today, because I saw the movie today, you saw it about like three, four days ago, I think. At this point. Yeah. Okay. So before I saw this today, I'd never seen anything for the Tarantino movie, and it's not because I didn't want to. I just. It just didn't come across my radar. Um, sure. Which, by the way, I saw the one for Terminator 2, and I got to be honest with you, I'm kind of interested in that, but that's another Well, you don't mean Terminator 2, you mean Terminator also. Got yeah, it. right, right, yeah. Um, but Which, as a Terminator fan, I'm, I'll see it, but I don't have any hope. I, I, yeah, the I'm last going couple into Terminator it with, movies have I'm going ruined into it my expectations. expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But getting back to Tarantino, the the see, I you were talking about the Bruce Lee thing, and there's a part of the trailer that they showed where Bruce Lee's saying, "My hands are lethal weapons," which means if I get into a fight with you and I kill you, I get arrested. And then it pans over, and Brad Pitt, as his character goes, "If anyone gets into a fight and kills someone, they get arrested and go to jail." It's called manslaughter, and yeah. that just made me laugh so hard. And it. Uh. I'll tell you that this is the first Tarantino movie that I've seen, or at least the the trailer for, that I feel like has the Pulp Fiction vibe since Pulp Fiction. Like, he's made out of good movies. I love the Kill Bill movies. I really enjoy those movies. But they don't have the Pulp Fiction vibe that I think this is going to have. I'm really excited for this. I would say the closest that he had to Pulp Fiction was Jackie Brown. And I still think Jackie Brown is a very underrated. It's a good uh, movie, but I, I didn't like it as much as pulp. Same with reservoir dogs. I like that too, but it's not as good as pulp to me. Well, I've said it before. As a Tarantino film, which he worked on, my favorite is always going to be true romance. However, a Tarantino directed film. Um, I thoroughly enjoy I know I, I'm going to be a little sacrilegious. I actually like Kill Bill Volume Two over Volume One. Um, I don't think that's sacrilegious. I, I I I don't agree with you, but I don't I don't sit here and say what the fuck is wrong with you. That's not like well, where my the, fa- the fact that I'm splitting it. You know, people are always like, "Oh, Kill Bill in general," whereas uh, as a whole long movie, it's a phenomenal long fucking you know crazy good film. But two, I think I would. I I know one is better in in terms of violence and action sequences. But 
two is for me more poetic. Well, and that's I, what I like of Tarantino. I like the violence, but I like the poetry as well. No, it very much is. And I can't argue with that. And one of the best parts about two, in my opinion, and I don't know if you agree with me, is the sequence of Michael Parks. Because that sequence with him is just awesome. The but, Michael Parks scene is is uh, is really good. We're, we're both. Because he's in that movie numerous times, actually. Is he? I don't remember that really that, that one dialogue where he's like talking to Beatrix once like towards the end of the movie well he's 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 i think he's he plays earl mcgraw which is the reoccurring sheriff character no uh yes then he plays two characters yes okay well then that's where i think i get lost um yeah he plays I'm, esteban i'm the, talking about the, the esteban part that's the but he he's yeah. also the sheriff who finds the bride which in the church in the church I'll have to go and back that's and also, check that. And the guy who plays his son is also played by his son, James Parks. Um, and if, if we could really diverge for a minute, we might, and I say might, be getting a guest that highly connects to Parks. And I am yeah. excited if we pull that off. Um, that aside, going back to Tarantino, I, the only reason, and I, I want to kind of transfer back into Spider-Man, because that's what we're here to talk about, but I will tell you very quickly, maybe we've never done the Kill Bill movies, maybe we need to do that too sometime, but Uh the thing I love about, the two things I love the most about one is the sequence where she gets the samurai sword from Hitori Hanzo, Uh and the anime portion about Orenishi's backstory, because I'm a big Uh anime person, so I, I like those things. Um, Anyway, but yeah, so a lot of good trailers, couple not so good ones, but that happens. I did like, there was one where it looked like it was going to be the Lion King and ended up being a thing about like a killer alligator called, um, I forget what it's oh, called now. I know what you're talking about, like Wade or something. Something, but they set it up like it was going to be the, the Lion King. It's actually pretty good. It's a... You know, because it says something about, there's like a lion pops up on the screen, like a live action lion, and it says, and in the circle of life, there can only be one king, and then it switches over to this, like, alligator, like, killing a human. Like, it's awesome. Uh, I'm going to have to dig that up. Yeah, it's pretty Um, funny. Um, I didn't see see that trailer, but I did see a trailer today. Yeah. They're making a a live action remake of Mulan, and they just dropped a trailer for it. I heard Kevin Smith posted about it, but I haven't seen it yet. So, but there's no, from what I understand, they're taking out a ton of the music, like, you know, be a man, which is really like, even if you're a moderate Disney fan, like, let's get down to business. I gotta be honest, it's a fucking great song. Like, I, I've never seen Milan. Well, then you don't give a fuck. But no, at I, least- I do give a fuck because I want to see. I've been meaning to watch it. I just. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! 
Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Never have. But they're also, Eddie Murphy plays a small dragon in the animated movie. right? Yeah, Mushu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they apparently there's going to be any Mushu. No Mushu for no, <laughs> yes. no Mushu for Mulan. <laughs> um, it just looks like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon with Mulan. Yeah, that's yeah. Anyway, it's, whatever. Speaking of trailers, though, I, I'm kind of glad we're talking about this because I want to give credit to Marvel again. Like we don't give them enough credit, mm-hmm. dude. The trailers they showed for this movie that allowed you to get excited about Far From Home, and yet they showed you nothing. Almost nothing. Like, now that I know the whole story, do you know what I mean? Like, they showed you nothing. And were brilliant at, at it. They showed you stuff that was all in the first 20 minutes and a clip from the end. And that was it. There's not a lot of the middle of that movie in the trailers. Right. This. Yeah. They, they, you're, you are 100% right. Here's, for me, like, first off, let me, did you like the movie? I fucking loved it. I did you like fucking it? loved right, it. So with the four movies, well, five movies with Spider-Man of right. this MCU, which includes Civil War, Right. Spider-Man Homecoming, Infinity right. War, Endgame, and this one, Far From Home. Yeah. How do you, how do you, uh, how do you feel? How do you I rank think, it? I, I don't want to rank it, because, and I'll tell you why, and it'll make sense. Hear me out. They have been building this character through those five appearances in a perfect build. I, don't, mm-hmm. I think the only other character they've built this perfectly through long-term storytelling was Tony and Iron Man. Like, they are building Peter the way they should, man. They are killing this. So I can't well, rank it because I, I it mean, feels like I a would continue- add, I would add Captain America to that and, as well as Thor. They built them well, but they didn't build them as... <sighs> What's the word I want to use? They didn't build them... I want to say intricately, but I don't think that's the right word. This seems more precise, and it's not mm-hmm. to say they didn't do a good job with Cap or Thor, because I agree with you, they did a good job with those two characters, but with with Spider-Man and with Tony, they, they're they dragging this out, and, and, and Spider-Man's a little bit different in that some of it's like in cameos, i.e. Civil War and Endgame mm-hmm. and Infinity War. Well, because- that's, not cam- that's not a cameo. That's that's a that's a supporting role. Okay, uh, okay. Well, I'm not trying to nitpick over words. I'm, the point is, he's not the star of Civil War. He's not right. You know what I mean? And he's not the star of Endgame or Infinity War for that matter. Like he, he's more of a star in Infinity War for certain. But yes, but he's still second fiddle to even in Infinity War to Tony. To Doctor Strange, to yeah. Hulk. I mean, but there's He's so second tier. right, and, and and none of that is meant to say bad things about the character development or Tom Holland for that matter. Like 
he's doing an amazing job as as Spider-Man. Like, Stan uh-huh. Lee has said that, I mean, obviously he's not here, but he said before he passed that the Tom Holland interpretation of Spider-Man is exactly what he always envisioned when he created the character. And... Mm-hmm. Dude, they're they're just building it right. Like the the arc for him so far, like is good. I I I like this because like they could have had him coming out of Infinity War Endgame, and and really we should just say Avengers because it's really one gigantic movie. Do you agree? Even though they've got it titled, I mean, um, I like it's like you were saying about Kill Bill one and two. It's really kind of just like it, it is that it's Infinity Gauntlet. Let's call it that. Right. So coming out of the Infinity Gauntlet, like he, they could have had him like this big, like big head. I'm the best thing there is on the planet, and 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 that's not what he is at all. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he's still questioning himself and having doubts and. Still trying to figure out who he is as a superhero. He's certainly more confident than he was at the end of Homecoming. Which well, is, just yeah, I would agree with that. Which is what I like about this this build that I'm talking about. You know, like all right, I'll well, shut up because ju- <laughs> just as important, there is a complete uh, change of of shift of the character. In, you think so? Well, think of it this way: in Homecoming, right, he spends most of the time. Telling Stark that I'm not a, just a kid. Right. And he says oh, you're you're 14 years old. He's like I'm 15. Like let the adults talk. Right, right, like, right. Like that whole thing. Right, right. With this one, he's all about I'm still a kid. I want to have fun. I want to be a kid. I think I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready to be an adult. I'm not ready to be the Avenger. I'm not ready for this. I just want to go on this trip and make out with this girl. I want to enjoy I, these kid things. And what I liked about it, though, because I agree with you, what I liked about that, though, was it felt like it wasn't like a shift for shift's sake. It was almost like the events of the Infinity Gauntlet kind of made him realize who he still is. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like it. It. That's what I mean, man. They're, they're, it feels right. Like I am so excited with what they're doing with Spider Man right now. Well, you know what I want to see for the third one? What's that? I want him to be angry. I don't want him to have the symbiote to make him darker and angry, but I want him because there, we have yet to see this Tom Holland Spider-Man. You know, we've seen him cry, we've right. seen him, we've seen him crack jokes, and we've seen him look confused. Right. We have really not seen him lose control. So that's okay. what I want to see. Well, let me ask you something, and and maybe we'll wait a little bit. But I think, based on the post credit scene, you're gonna get it. Now, do we want to talk about that now, or do we want to come back to it? Because we can come we'll back. We'll get to back it. to it. We'll get okay. back to it. Okay. Because I'll just say that I think based on the post credit scene, you're gonna get what you're asking for. Um, I I hope so. That's what now, I want. Here's the thing about that, real quick, and we'll get into it later. But I, I didn't like either of the post credit scenes, so. It's the first one of these movies where I genuinely dislike both of them. And I I can see that. I like um, one over the other. Let me put well, it that way. And we'll get there. But um yeah, dude, this I so what did you think? What did did you did you like it? Did you You know what my thought of this was was that Uh-oh. a lot of people <laughs> No, no, no. I liked it. First off, let me just say that 
I liked it. I liked it as much as Homecoming. I because you know I think I Avengers, liked it I, slightly more. Well, I'll, well, you just saw it. I, I want to rewatch it. I'll you know I, I may okay. change my opinion, but as of now, it is up there with with Homecoming. Oh sure. I think, but I also think I liked Michael Keaton as a villain more, and I was disappointed that he didn't come back for this one because well, he was such a commanding presence. Yeah, I. They definitely ramped up. Well, that's a thing, though, right? So it appeared they ramped up the enemy level, and at the same time, they they didn't. If that makes sense, and I, what I mean by that is, is he, uh, we're not dealing with anyone with like superpowers or anything. Or not. we're not dealing with a Thanos level, or even one of the children of Thanos characters. No. You know, we're dealing with another guy who has. Um, just a, a an axe an axe to grind or a screw loose, you know what I mean? Like you know, and has right. access to some technology. So it's it's on right. level with co- tombs from Tombs. from Homecoming, but it's different. But it's on the same par. Now, I liked Jake Gyllenhaal in this. I think he did a good job. I I, I enjoyed, it. but I like him as an actor in general. I'm a fan of his, so I don't know if you are or not. No, I I think he can when he really acts, he can be he can be ferocious. He can be really, really, really daunting as an actor. And I mean, the movie Southpaw is not great, but the fact that he became he worked out and trained so hard as a boxer that he basically became a boxer, kinda as like well as Wahlberg oh, did, kind of like what Wahlberg did for that um, right, movie we talked for about, the fighter. Thank you. Um, but he also went completely gaunt and looked like a hungry, starving coyote for Nightcrawler. I thought, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is not the same kid from Bubble Boy. I, you know, it's ironic he went from Bubble Boy to Bubble Man. You know, <laughs> for this movie. right? But um, I think pound for pound, when I when I heard Jake Gyllenhaal was cast as Mysterio, who was a very underrated villain. Yeah, I was like, ah, well, that's weird. But then I was like, you know what? That's fucking great. That's a great goddamn choice. Because no matter what, Gyllenhaal is going to act the shit out of it. And what they did with this character was exactly what the character is. They just yes. sort of made him modern. He is an illusionist. Yep. He creates illusions and mind fucks Spider-Man. He didn't, I mean, he didn't throw a punch. Spider-Man because he doesn't have to throw a punch. He you and he, know, could, puts, he he couldn't go toe to toe with him. To be honest with you, like if he had to throw a punch at Spider-Man, he'd get his ass kicked. I mean, right? Yeah, he had to be smarter. The, what what he was was the dark Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Which which is kind of apropos based on you know with Tony being gone and everything, you know. Right. So, but what I'm annoyed about Uh-oh. is that no, it's it's really less annoyance about this. It's more annoyance about something else. People are praising the direction of it and said, "Oh my God, it's such a new way of doing it." But the it is essentially the sort of the same thing as Iron Man three. What do you mean? It is. It is an actor. It, it, it is the big bad. Is just an actor with a grudge. 
with, with some slight modifications. When Iron Man 3 made that risk of fucking with the Mandarin, people were not happy. But this will, I, I, this will play better than that. This day. plays better, but I still appreciate Iron Man 3. Well, so do I, but uh, I'm saying, like, on a on a major twist scale, it's not as big of a... I mean, I get the point you're making, and I don't yeah. disagree with you, but it's not as big of a twist to the True. the origin of the character. It's like if, you said... If just, you know the character. Right. Here's... So, and it, but that's the thing. If you don't know the character, then you're not going to be phased by it. That's the difference. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like... I feel like the Mandarin, whether you knew the character or not, was a gut punch when you find out how they actually were doing the Mandarin. Like that felt like a gut punch no matter what. Do you know I what was mean? already kind of like, huh, they're not going typical Mandarin. They're going Ben Kingsley with a with a fucking Richard Nixon voice. Yeah, but he dude, I love Ben Kingsley. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I do I. And I love the inter- interpretation that because, you know, the ultimately the the big fear is we don't want to go real bad Asian stereotype. Right. I get that. Right. But sometimes like they do the same thing. Oh, we don't want to go, you know, mixed Asian stereotype for uh, iron fist and that backfire. They really should have just gone Asian, not stereotype, but Asian. Right. 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 Or at least mixed Asian, half Asian. And it goes back to what we talked about when we did the Aladdin thing, where I said the one thing I liked about it, having not even seen it, is that they at least casted culturally appropriate actors to play the roles. It's, you know. Right. Whereas now everyone's losing their fucking minds because Ariel is played by a black woman. Which. Shut the fuck up to all you complainers, really. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, You like my argument? It's a fish, dude. (laughs) Yeah. I saw a thing. Did you see the thing about who should play her father? It was kind of meant as a joke, but did you see it? Samuel Jackson, motherfucker? No, no, that's not the one I saw. Terry Crews. Oh, Terry Crews. You know what? I'm I'm into it. I'm on board. I'm I'm a big Terry Crews fan. I like him a lot. We both keep retweeting his retweets so we can get us to follow him. Not only that, but he he does a great job hosting AGT because I watch it. He's Doing a great job. I don't. I, he, you know, dude, he was the best part of White Chicks. I'm sorry. I never saw it, but anyway. Um, okay. Backing up. That to being Spider-Man. said, yeah. Um, I look, look, the, but you're right. The the way they did it, it is a risk. If you're a purist, because if I recall, he's actually a magician in the books. Like he's he's an illusionist. Who, he's a magician who uses his ability as a magician to. To do the things he does. That's how I've always he's, understood Mysterio. He's an actor and stuntman who realizes that he, he's never going to be a leading man. So he uses the illusions and stage shit to become a criminal. Okay. Maybe because, you know, sometimes they rewrite their origins. Maybe right. I saw a different one. But um, regardless, I'm not, but, you were, but he I'm did a great job. Boat. And he looked great. He did. Yeah, they did a great job. Um, the, the, the suit looked good. I, I like that they, I know some people would probably have a problem with that. I like the fact that they CG'd the head because that's clearly mm-hmm. a CG fishbowl for lack of a better word. Um, of course. but it worked rather than putting some thing on his head. Do you know what I mean? Cause like, just as a comparison, 
while we both had high praise for it, the Black Manta suit from Aquaman <laughs> looked practical, like it was an actual helmet. Yeah. You know, which I also did appreciate. I like the fact that it looked like how it looked. I appreciated it, but it also looked a little goofy because of how big it is. And I have a feeling that if they tried to do that with the Mysterio, it would have looked worse. And so I think the CG was the right way to go because of that. Yeah. Um, um, I remember. I remember. <laughs> Thinking, well, all right, let's let's go back to the beginning of the movie. We'll get back to Mysterio in a minute because I, I have more thoughts, but I want to kind of go to the beginning of the movie. What did you think of the In Memoriam at the very beginning? I thought it flowed well, just like... Because Spider-Man Homecoming starts off with, like, YouTube videos and, like, a like My Trip to Germany by Peter Parker. Right. So I liked that it was the same feel, the same feel of teenage yeah. making teenagers making a short, um, the in memoriam felt like it was part of, it fit well with the story, but as a fan watching it, I felt like it actually disrespected, uh, like Iron really? Man and Black Widow. Yeah, a little bit. I think it's hokey. I think adding that and adding, you know, um, and I will always love you, uh, I See, think is now, for me I would, personally, I think I think it's such an obvious choice that it's just lazy. But, but I also don't, am not surprised that the teenagers in that universe would do it. That's, you know that's how you have to look at it from, yeah. Uh, I think so, if, you can, if you can look yeah. at it from that perspective, then it's, yeah, because I, I, yeah. Um, I did like, co-anchor freaking the fuck out yeah of how um, his little brother's now his older brother all of it like he you 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 see him slowly become more unstable throughout the entire broadcast like i want to say unstable like he doesn't like go nuts and start you know killing people but like you can see him just like getting more and more like what what the fuck fuck is going on here like you get yeah. as he's talking about it, he just becomes more and more like he was having an anxiety attack on the air right um i did and it like i think he even says at one point what the fuck happened like i think he actually says that phrase or something like and then they bleep it because yeah. he's on the tv but he's like what the fuck is going on she's like we are live dude yeah do you know who his co-anchor is the, betty the brand. girl betty brand do you know who that is you told me when we talked about Homecoming because she's in that too, but I don't remember. She is... Do you remember the first three Spider-Man Raimi ones well enough? Well, I probably... We talked about them at, at depth on that weird episode, so... Do you remember Elizabeth Banks is in those three movies? No. Yeah. She plays J. Jonah Jameson's secretary. Okay. Is that Betty Brant? Yep. Okay. Which so it we'll, works well that she's like in the journalism field. Which we'll get to Jameson later because that. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, I, what do you think of Ned um, dating Betty Brant? I wasn't sure about it until the end, to be honest with you. Like, I had. Uh, I saw it coming. I knew they were going to go through a whole relationship arc. In that vacation or whatever, that yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's. You it kind happened. of expect that for a very kind of shallow, like teenage kind of relationship. 
Well, and I'm glad you put it that way because I want to back up for a second and talk about teenage versus not teenage. Because, so first, what do you think about the fact that they're referring to the events of, again, as we've dubbed it, the Infinity Gauntlet as the blip? I, I think if, I, I, I prefer the snapping more. Well, yes, but they're not going to, or the snapshot actually is my favorite. The snapshot uh, yeah. or, or the stopping, the, you know, anything, the blip, it doesn't, because it doesn't feel like a blip to me. It feel, it, you know, they didn't but, just blip and then but, disappear. But they for were, them, it was a blip because they faded away and came right back to where they were when they faded away. True. I don't know. I I just think that is the most millennial way of describing what it is. Is called the blip. But that's but the the irony is that according to the 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 news broadcast, for lack of a better word, they're not the ones that came up with that. That it's. I think that's what like damage control or whatever or the shield is calling it. You know. So yeah, I, I've I've heard it referred to it by an actual technical name. Have you? It's called yeah. It's called something else I, it, it might actually be on wikipedia but either way um i mean i, I really didn't focus on it that much i was like I, it, when they no. were describing it it was funny in the, in the, in the story but but no but it's referred to a few times later in the movie that's why i asked you about it because it gets said a few times Aunt, Aunt may says it at one point and a couple other people say it so that's why I was asking you. It fit, it flowed it flowed with the dialogue. It flowed with the story. I was more slightly frustrated with the, the what the Peter Tingle. Yeah, I I I wasn't a fan of that either. I'm hoping that by the next one they will come up with Spider Sense. But yeah, I it was funny, and then it got kind of annoying, and then when he refers to it as the Peter Tingle. Again, it flowed with the story, but I'm like, no, not it, fucking it was, Peter Tingle. It's Spidey it, Sense. Here's the thing. It was fun because I agree with you. It was funny. It got annoying. And then when he had the interaction with Happy on the plane, it kind of got funny again to me. You know what I mean? Well, it, it went with his character, which was, fuck it. I'm going to own it. Right. You know, which is, you know, which is um, character. But it, it, the, the thing that disappointed me about it, not only the phrasing, but... What I really loved about Infinity War with Spider-Man specifically is you got a good look at the Spider-Sense, if you remember, because Mm -hmm. it's the close-up on his forearm and the hair on his arm stands up and then he turns and looks out the window and sees the flying donut ship and, you know, says to Ned, hey, I need a distraction, so forth and so on. And while he does use the the ability at some point in this movie, you don't get any visual indicator that it's happening. You know well, what I'm saying? I will say that the Raimi Spider-Man did the Spidey sense perfectly. I'm the, trying to remember the how close he did up, they, they did a close-up and of like Spidey's face, his eyes widening, and then yes. like they had this kind of like like slow. But it was a sharp sound, and then everything slowed down. Yeah, and he was able to like figure out what was going on around him. Right, which was which was good for. There were times where he would have a spidey sense, and there would be nothing around him. 
Like right. I think of the cartoons, he would have a spider. He's like, my spider sense is tingling. What's going on? And he looked around. There's nothing going on. And then it turns out like there's bacteria in the air. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, I I'd like to see more of of a coherent spider sense, or even I a agree. Part, a, a a Peter tingle, okay. if you will. I you I know? agree. Um, I because in preparation of this movie, I watched Homecoming again for however many time it is at this point. And I also watched Into the Spider-Verse again. Mm-hmm. Just because there was rumor that we're going to like somehow tie it together more. Now, it turns out I don't think they did at all. But No. Except that the fact that they reference it, and they do reference the Earth numbers as they are known in the Marvel comic books, which I thought was a, a nice touch. But, True, but it turns out it was just a lie. Right, no, no, I get that, but I'm just saying from a fan service perspective, sure. they at least did that. Um, I I also felt like the new outfit was a bit of a nod to the Miles Morales, to a degree. Not I a full... I didn't see much of a difference, if I'm being honest. Well, it's just the black versus the the blue... Yeah, there wasn't much. I mean, there was that minor color scheme. Am, am I the one? Am I an asshole if I say that I didn't like the the black suit, the weird tactical Spider-Man no, suit? I because I agree with you. I I didn't really like it either. So I thought it was kind of a weak suit. I thought I I thought like uh, I thought his his earlier suit when he made like the one his test. Spider-Man suit that he made himself in Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming. Yeah. I thought that was infinitely better. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all that. I, I, But I get the use of it, so I'm not saying it's bad, because I get why they did it, but like, I agree with you. Um, I, I actually thought the Iron Spider armor looked terrible in this movie. Um, they didn't use it very much, so I guess that's okay, but it looked pretty terrible. Yeah, it was very underused. Also, there was that scene that was featured in the trailers that wasn't a thing. Where he's which was the cops. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up, which I that goes back to the brilliance of the trailers because, and they did that for the Infinity Gauntlet movies. They shot scenes strictly for trailer use. Well, they did that for Endgame. I don't think they did that for Infinity War. I think there was. A, I think everything that we saw in the trailers for Infinity War was in the movies themselves. You might be right. I can't argue with that. But yeah, but, but Endgame for sure. They, they shot added stuff. shit. Right, yeah. and I think they did the same thing for this, so that they'd have trailer length time for without giving away things. You heard Tom Holland got in trouble last week. You heard that, right? No, no. He was in England at the premiere for the movie. And or maybe not the premiere, but he was at a thing doing press. Talked about how that it directly addresses the death of Tony Stark, and people lost their minds because I guess people had some of these people hadn't seen Endgame yet, so they had no idea that Tony dies. Marvel ended up saying something to him about it, like they got kind of shitty with Holland. I don't know exactly what was said, but. I don't. I don't see how because he. In, if I was in his shoes, they had just released on what a month or two ago, uh, a trailer which said this is a spoiler for Endgame. If you have not seen Endgame, don't watch this. Right. So I think if I was in his shoes, I would have been like, 
like everyone knows now, right? I I think, and I think that's where he was, but he took a lot of shit for spoiling Endgame for people. I think that's that's not his fault. He was under the impression that it was fine. I'm a thousand percent with you, and I agree a thousand percent. Like I don't, I I don't think he should have taken any shit. I think he was well within his rights to bring it up, and I and I find no fault with him in any way for doing it. You know, right. although I know people that have not seen Endgame yet, so you know. Well, that's that's your own. But that's on fault. I, at this point. That's on them. I agree. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know, the first couple of weeks, maybe the first month. Yeah, I get it, but at this point, like, no, you know, especially if you plan on seeing Spider-Man, you need to without see seeing Endgame. Endgame yeah, you're just setting yourself up. Exactly. So I. Anyway, that happened though. Apparently, so now that's now, now that Stanley has gone, no one defends Tom Holland, unfortunately. Right. You know, which is a shame. which I want to see Tom Holland play Stanley in a biopic. That'd be pretty cool, like a young Stan. Yeah, dude. There, if you there's a photo of young Stan Lee, and it looks exactly like Tom Holland. I think I've seen that. Yeah, it's super. Like, whoa, that yeah. is pretty accurate. Yeah, so I'd be okay with that. Um, anyway, but the, to the movie, like, so, like you said, they didn't put that scene with the cops in at all, at all. Yeah, you know, um, which I kind of felt wasn't needed. I would like to have seen it though. I think it would have been fun to see, but I'm not upset that it didn't happen. If that makes if that makes any sure. sense. Sure. Um, what did you think of the dynamic between Happy and May? Random and forced. Um, really? Yeah, I don't. It, it sort of. I mean, I like the fact that Peter said on the side of the plane, "Happy, we need to talk about what you do with my." Uh, I right. thought that was funny. I got to ask you about that real quick, though. Not to interrupt you, and I apologize, but... I did... just don't think... I, it makes sense for Happy to have a crush on Aunt May because everybody has a crush on Aunt May. Well, okay, and and we'll get to something in a minute, but I want to ask you real quick about that plane scene. Do you think he fell off or did he let go? He let go. He, he, I, thought he, I thought I saw him launch off. Okay, I felt like he, he was planning to and fell off early. That's kind of no. how it felt to me, you know. He was being a dick, and he was just like, "Hey, we gotta talk about some shit." <laughs> um, um, but so, I, I think it's weird. So I want to for... talk talk about something Henry and I were talking about. I'm actually bringing up the di- the dialogue between Henry and I. Um, where is it? There's a couple of things about that Henry brought up that I want to talk about, but let's. Let's Did he talk later. about them on when he came on? Because I'm trying to remember what he allegedly there's one, called. There's one thing that he talked about on the show. The rest of it, it's been dialogue between he and I on Messenger. Okay. So okay. Um, and all this dialogue has been after I saw the movie. So this is all today. This is not okay. like ongoing. Um, he said that. He said he. I'm gonna put it in Mark's parlance, but this is basically what he said. He said May can get it. Um, is essentially he's like she was hot in this movie. I always um, thought she was hot. No, I, I I agree. But you and I talked about it even when we did the Spider-Man episode that they they she was really attractive in Civil War, and then it felt like they like dressed her down for Homecoming. But I like, but I disagreed. 
I, I said, no, I think she got hotter. See, I didn't. I thought she it was a step back for her in that. And then in this movie, it felt like a step back up, like forward again. You know, I I don't see what you're what you're seeing. I think I think Marissa Toe Aunt May can get it. <laughs> her aunt, right. aunt Tomei. Aunt Tomei. Um. So there was that, and then the other thing he he meant. There's a couple other things, but we haven't gotten to the bonus scenes yet. So most of it centered on the bonus scenes. But the other thing he did, and this was kind of funny, he the building that Nick Fury is standing in in London towards that mm-hmm. end scene. He can see from where he lives. So he took a picture of it and sent it to me and like drew an arrow to the window approximately <laughs> where he was standing. And he's like, that's across the street. And I said to him, I said, that had to be a little surreal for you, like some of this stuff. And he goes, yeah, it was a little weird. So he's actually talking about going over to um, Tower Bridge where they parked the double-decker and taking mm-hmm. his Spider-Man and Mysterio characters and putting them on the railing and taking some pictures. So I don't know if he's going to do that or not. But That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, so. before we go deep dive into, I mean, we don't, we're almost kind of done with this episode, but like, really, I think so. Um, the elementals, what'd you think? Well, even though so, we know it's not real. Yeah. I can't, I, I mean, I, to flow with the story, I, I thought they were good. I would have yeah. liked to have seen the other ones. You know what I'm saying? We only saw two. I would have liked to have seen the other ones. I feel like we saw three, to be honest. Because you know that last one was meant to be a hybrid. It was mainly air. So I feel like we saw yeah. air, water, and fire. Agreed. But I want to get back to the, the blip thing. Not the phrasing. That I'm fine. But what did you... Did you like how they explained... Because it's a question we brought up in our Endgame episode. Did you like how they explain the people who didn't get snapped versus the people who did and like how they're all still in the same grade, but they're different ages and that whole thing. Yeah, I thought, I thought it worked well. I mean, I, I knew Marvel was going to have to fix that. So I'm glad that they did. Do you think they did a good job? Though? Yeah. You thought they did a good job though with it or. Yeah, I think so. Cause I, uh, I especially like the joke they kind of made of it on the plane. <laughs> When Flash is sitting there holding what looked like like a champagne or a glass of wine or something, and yeah. he says something shitty to MJ, and she flips around and goes, "He was blipped. He's not actually or whatever, you know." And they yeah, take he, it from he, him. He, he, his blip age is twenty one, but he's still actually seventeen, right? Or whatever, or sixteen. Yeah. yeah. So, and they they took it from him. So I thought that was I thought that was pretty good. And that's the other thing that's kind of interesting is so like it, some people if I understood that correctly, have two ages now. Mm-hmm. Because if if Flash didn't get blipped, he still, you know, progressed, um, I was going to say geographically, but that's not it. Um, what's the word? Biologically. He progressed mm-hmm. biologically five years, even though he's not, or at least not in the way they're counting time, you know? Well, he's the, he didn't, he got blipped. He didn't age. No, I think he did. No, he didn't. He is still seventeen. Okay. Or or sixteen. He didn't. He he. So Ned, we're saying the only MJ, person Betty from his, and Peter all. So the only the only person from his school that got blipped was or didn't get blipped was that 
the um, what was the Asian kid design major? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Which, by the way, is that the kid that, that I I think he makes an appearance in Homecoming? And if I'm right, he's one of two characters, which might be one and the same person for all I know, because I had trouble picking it out in Homecoming when they first get the glowy thing and uh, the second shocker and his cohort come to the school and they like duck down that hall, Peter and Ned do, and the, the Chinese kids playing chess. Is that him? Oh, it could be. It very I, well could be. And then my question to that is, is that kid the same kid that comes out of the bathroom stall when Happy meets him at the end of the movie? Because I think that's the same kid. Could be. Over here. I'll, have to, Den- I'll, I'll have to rewatch them. I'll, I'll have to see if it's, if it's the same Asian kid. Debbie's over here nodding yes. She believes that the kid who was playing chess earlier in the movie is the same kid. To come, and I have to agree with her. I kind of think it is. So, and I'm not uh, just saying that gonna, it's Debbie. <laughs> we're going to have to ask the Green Korean. He knows this shit better than us. The Green Korean. All right. Um, but anyway, I think that's that kid. I think that's the I think, kid. I, who, I think you're right. Um, because they, they talk about how he was a very different person, you know, five years ago. And I'm saying quotes five years ago because. Yeah, he was a know. chess nerd and now he's more of a jockey kind of character. Right. That, you know, all the guys are going after. Um, or all you know what I mi- you know what I missed from this movie? What's that? There was no Karen. I was gonna get to that. I haven't gotten there yet because I wanted to get to Edith because I thought that was interesting. The Edith, especially. I, I like the uh, acronym. Even, I do. I do too. What is it? Even, even dead, I'm the hero. Yeah. Which is a Tony Stark thing to say. Yeah, it's very Tony. Uh, I. I did miss, I did, I did miss the dynamic between him and Karen. I wish she would come back. I would like to have seen, like, I understood no Karen up until the last suit when he rebuilds the suit on the plane. That's when Karen should have come back. And, Agreed. And she didn't. And I, I got to be honest with you, I was all disappointed too. I, I remember yeah, sitting I, there I thinking agree. that it would have been a good way to go. I, I liked. Going back to what you asked about the when we were talking about the character development, I liked that his focus was more on how is he going to tell MJ he liked her as opposed to mm-hmm. being the hero. And that he almost... Right. He actually wasn't going to take the uh, suit with him. And May packed it in anyway. Did you notice the, the letters on, uh, on the briefcase? Yeah, I was about to bring it up. I, I like that. I, I hate the fact that he lost the the um because that luggage seems to be gone, I think. Uh-huh. But you know, I get a little I, too much. Good. No, I was just gonna say I, I liked uh, I liked the fact there was lots of great scenes in Europe. I thought yeah. know, seeing Venice, Spider Man in Venice was pretty fucking awesome. Even though even um, though it really wasn't Spider Man in Venice because he wasn't Spider Man at any point. If you, like. Officially, like yes, it's officially. Him, but, but for him to even wearing a fucking weird uh, mask, yeah, you know, and and also in in Germany be known as what was it the I the um, night monkey, the night monkey, which I thought was uh, okay. I mean, well, Ned's Ned's the one that came up with it, if you remember. Yeah, well, it definitely comes out of Ned's mouth. Yeah, um, I thought there was. 
there was too much of the teacher for my liking. Um, I like him as an actor, and I like that character in Homecoming. I felt a little too much in this one for me. Well, he's got to be around because he's a chaperone. Uh, excuse me, he, sorry. I, no, it's all right. I didn't mind that he was around, but like, I felt like they were force feeding him one liners to try to make him goofy. I, I I felt like they were force feeding the other guy, the other JB Smoove. Yeah, yeah. That that was completely unnecessary. I agree. It was dumb. Like that was the dumbest part of the whole thing with those two teachers. Like the amount they were being used. I'm trying to think of what else with the movie that I wanted to get into before we get to these post credit scenes, because that's like the next thing. I liked the dynamic between him and Happy. I thought that went well, especially because of how like con- uh, mm, confrontational it was in Homecoming. Or just, like, not giving a fuck. Right. Whereas now it's like... We now are closer because we share a bond, you know? In in that Tony's gone, yeah. I also feel like... Oh my god, spoiler! (laughs) I also feel like Happy feels obligated, but not in that, like, oh my god, I can't believe I have to do this, but in a, like, I got your back, Tony, you know? Well, and now the the unfortunate thing is is that it's it can be misconceived as I'm going to be really nice to you because I want to bang your aunt. Um, I I see, can see that's that. kind of where I have a problem with it. I'd rather happy be genuinely like I give a fuck about you because you know our my best friend's gone. You know, you are the closest thing to like a nephew to him, and also Morgan is too young to be a superhero so you're the closest thing i got you remind me of stark yada 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 but now it's like all that but also i want to fuck your aunt what did you think but before the reveal because and uh, there's a couple of things that i'm getting to before the reveal of who mysterio really was what did you think about the interaction between him and tony him and uh, tony him and peter like quentin and uh peter yeah yeah i thought I, first off, I knew it was going to be something like that. Well, I, I yeah. just knew because they got rid of all the elemental villains pretty fucking early. Right. And I'm like, they're going to do the whole reveal that, oh my God, as soon as he was like saying, you are the hero, you deserve Edith. And he was saying, no, no, I can't do this. And then he proud and put on the glasses. I, and he, how he vaguely resembled Tony Stark. That was yeah. a big deal. And I knew, I knew, because I know the character. I know Mysterio is a master manipulator. I know he's going to, right? Um, he's going to do something like that. He's going to well, make his superhero costume be a combination of Thor meets Iron Man. I know that, and because he wants to play on uh, Peter's sensibilities and 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 his generosity, and also he was kind of like, dude, if I was you, I'd be just making out this girl. Or maybe this is too much for you. Do you remember my theory about it when we saw the trailer? Before we now before we know what we know now? You have to remind me. I this is when we thought the multiverse was gonna be a thing, like an actual thing. I said that he was probably gonna be a hero on his world, and then Mm -hmm. when he came here with and I say here assuming that we're all on the same earth, that he would see how easily he could really become like 
powerful or, or use his power he had to do what he wanted, and that's how you would get the turn to the villain. Right. Now, obviously, that's not how it goes down now that we've seen the movie, but it. I don't even know the point I was trying to make now. Shit. He's not. Uh, he's not a bad. He was. I, I see. I do remember your theory as you described it. Yeah. Um. How would I have preferred it as opposed, like your theory as opposed to what they did? Well, what did I you do? Go ahead. What? No, go, go, go. I like the way they went because it still fits with the character as a comic book. You know, as a comic book fan, I like that they went uh, deep cuts original as well as practical use of the character. Right. Um, I don't know how, because even if someone's like, I'm a hero on my planet, I know I happen to go to a different or uh, a hero in my universe and then, oh, well, this is just easier. Why should I be a hero of the universe? If I'm all due respect, I thought it was kind of a weak theory. I, you know, I, I kind of felt like that he's not a hero. He is a villain who is just forced to do good. Right. And well, I, I, mean, I kind of want my villain to be a villain. And the only reason why I even had that theory is because if you remember, they used to do like, they've done a couple different twists on how they do things in the movies versus the comics. So that would have been a way sure. to do the twist. Um, what did you think of them like shoehorning his crew into previous movies? Um, well, not shoehorning. There was that guy that Obadiah different, Stane yells at. It's a different at. actor though. I'm, no, it's not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm 99% positive. It's a different actor. No, it's not. Did that you look is it up? the kid. That is the kid from a Christmas story. But I don't think that's the same actor that was in Iron Man 1, is what I'm saying. Yes, it was. All right. I'm yes, looking. it was, because ahead. that guy was also a producer of Iron Man 1. I think right, it was we'll Peter keep... Billingsley or something, I want to say. All right, we'll keep... All right. How do I feel? I mean, he was the only one who was from that I know of, part of the crew. And I do like they brought him back. Um, I kind of like... Because... There's this whole thing about how Tony Stark is kind of the reoccurring villain of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because everything he tries to do, he fucks up on. He created Obadiah Stane unintentionally. Or at least he gave him the Iron Monger suit. Um, his his uh, flashiness inspired fucking Russian Mickey Rourke to make another whiplash, to make a whiplash suit. And also revenge for Howard Stark because yada 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 and oh uh tony stark makes the fucking the tower at the avengers tower and that's why loki can fucking yada 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 oh he also created fucking ultron and yada 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 oh yada 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 uh, yada 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 so <laughs> i felt like it was another fucking thing where okay there's a whole world of people who don't like um tony stark and least of all would be his fucking uh, employees or his ex-employees. So it makes perfect sense. I do kind of think it's a little funny that Jake Gyllenhaal's like biggest whole thing was he turned my amazing machine and gave it the acronym BARF. That's would really what this boiled down to is like, I'm upset because he, I didn't get the credit for this 90 million or what is it? A $90 million uh, therapy experiment is what how Stark described I it. That, I think that's how he described it. Yeah. Um, 
and how he just named it Barf. I felt like that was a bit of a shoehorn, but I felt like it fit with the story. I would have liked to have seen the scene where Tony fires him. That's what I want to see. Show me a scene where Tony fires Jake Gyllenhaal. Even if you got to bring back Downey for a $1 million cameo, pay the motherfucker. Well, I felt like that scene was slightly different. Like, I can't tell if that was um, actual footage from Civil War or they reshot it because it felt slightly different to me. No, it was was actual footage, but they digitally put uh, Gyllenhaal in the background. No, no, that part I know. That I well, the Jalen Hall part I knew, but like the the beginning where he takes the glasses off, or Tony's taking the glasses off, describing the thing before you ever see Jalen Hall in the background. That felt oh, slightly different to me than the scene no, in Civil War. I, I, it might not be. I, I'm pretty sure that's exactly how it was. Okay, I I, I, I think I, was, I think they changed the color scheme a little bit for it to look I, like a memory. Maybe that's know? what that. Maybe that's what did it. The other thing it could have been, to be fair, Rico, and we don't know this, is it could have been a take that they didn't use in this. I remember, I've seen Civil War a lot. I remember that scene pretty well, and I thought it was 99.99%, if not 100% accurate. I can't find this character. Look up the kid, look up a Christmas story. Okay. He's not, but I'm saying he's not in Far From Home cast list. Well, then if. Are you on IMDb or? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So when you go to a Christmas story, cut the kid who's Ralphie. Hold on. Or Ralph. Anyway, yeah. Oh, the, the main, the main character. Yeah. All right. Relax. That's the kid Easy. who plays. No, motherfucker. I I just felt a little weird what scene like, even if they didn't shoehorn it in, it I don't know, like because Jeff Bridges is his car is credited in this but it does say archive footage yeah so i believe it well i knew that the kid from the christmas story was that guy's assistant ever since and i and because he's also a producer and they also threw a reference to him in iron man 3 where tony is talking to a kid who looks like he's blonde and has big glasses and he's like i loved you in the christmas story I remember that. They, yeah. Yeah. So they're they're making uh, references to that. Okay. There Peter Billingsley. So yeah, I know. I'm story. getting there. Calm, calm down. And I was right. Peter Billings Billingsley. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say you were wrong. I've never seen it. I've seen this movie once, and I fucking hated it. We talked about it. No, I, I know you didn't fucking like say I was wrong. I'm just happy that I'm right. All right. Well, when you're done sucking your own dick, you let me know, and we'll move on. Because um, the guy's bald. Yeah, you can shave his... Motherfucker, you could shave your head. All right, he's known as a producer on Iron Man. Let's see. Okay, we'll go to actor. I am. Calm, calm your butt down. William oh! Ginter- oh! Oh! No, that might be him in Far From Home. Let's see if that's him in Iron Man. That's the that's the million-dollar question you went, there. You went too far. Go I see up. that, calm. Calm the fuck. Jesus Christ. You're a pushy motherfucker. All right. There he is. I'm your pusher man. Um, to me, he looked different. I'm not going to. Obviously, the, the evidence is right here. But to me, he looked different. I think in Iron Man 1, you never see a real close up of his face like you do in Far From Home. 
Okay. I, also I think, think that's I mean, what it is. I think you saw a bald dude and were saying that's not the right I thing. think he put on a little bit of weight between the two movies, too, because that's the other thing. And I'm not saying that to be, like, crappy. I just think he did, you know? Well, that would make that could theoretically make sense. It's been 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, or 12, probably, at this point. But, yeah. Uh, and if the character, like, got fired, he probably got depressed and packed on some weight. Sure. Uh, yeah. I, it, it, not it to just... mention his boss is fucking Obadiah Stane. Yeah. I mean, to me, it just looked different. That's all. Um, before we get to the end credit scenes, I do want to talk a little bit more about the illusions, because I and I don't mean the elementals. Um, no, I, I the the Mysterio illusions. I think that was beautifully done. Or, yeah, when, I agree. When when they trap, for lack of a better word, Spider Man in that illusion the first time, mm-hmm. crazy, but so well done. Agreed. It was the most Doctor Strange kaleidoscope sequence that a Spider-Man villain could do for Spider-Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. It it, it just fit. Like my ex- look. I- Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Here it is. Dear Luke. Have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years, because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. I've known about Mysterio for years. I've seen him in the Spider-Man cartoon, and they did an okay with him there. My most extensive... Uh, exposure to Mysterio it actually comes from Spider-Man. I think it's Web of Sh- Web of Shadows or Shattered Dimensions. It's one of those two. Oh uh, yeah, I remember that. And it felt very much like that to me in this, and and I mean that in the best way, not the not a bad way. Like it felt without very... without a giant Mysterio overlooking the whole thing. Right. But that that you know he turns and he punches the, the what looks like an enemy and it actually ends up being the brick wall and, and or the concrete wall and things like that and you know the camera will pan and it'll change from costume to costume you know Spider Man costume to costume. Um, you know what it reminded me of? What's up? It reminded me of the vil- the Batman villain Scarecrow. Yeah. Yeah, it's very he's very scarecrow in in his delivery and I think we've talked about it multiple times about DC ripping off Marvel and vice and vice versa for that matter and this might be very um this might be that that correlation you know because we kind of always said Batman and Tony or Iron Man are similar both being the the, the billionaire They're, they have really good rogues gallery Ru- no who Iron Man? No. Yeah. No, I was Spider Man. No, but I'm saying we said Iron Man and Batman were very similar in that they're both billionaires. They don't have superpowers, but they have 
there are superheroes. You know, we we've made these correlations in the past. So for them to for one, the question, and I'm not going to look it up tonight because I don't feel like it is who came first, uh, Scarecrow or Mysterio, but. It would whoever came first. It wouldn't surprise me for the other side to look and go, "Oh, look at that character. We could develop something similar." You know. Well, they're not that similar in the sense the the they're only similar in the sense they use like toxin and malicious and manipulate uh, manipulation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, to really fuck, I, I was doing the comparison of when we see Batman fighting someone either Mysterio or Scarecrow in that element, it's usually a hallucination where he punches at something that's not there. Right. Or he see or he sees multiple copies of himself and, right. and they're all looking disfigured. That's what I mean. It, even going as far as seeing in the Arkham video games, you see Scarecrow is like a giant figure and yep. you've got to kind of sneak past him. That's what they did, and I want to say Shadow Dimensions, where you, you kind of are like swinging across, and Mysterio is staring at you, and then you have to kind of like web swing at him and have him pull down his his globe head to crack his globe and distort the illusion. Right, right. That's um, what I was comparing it to. No, no, I get it. Um, the, what, what did you think, real quick, before we get to the end? Is because like I know Spider Man has abilities, obviously. And with that is the ability to resist some damage compared to, say, you or I. Yeah. I thought getting hit by a train and not dying was a little excessive, like, to me. Um, I don't know. I... Because he climbs out from under. Yeah. Yeah, like, that should have killed him. (laughs) All it takes was he got stitched up by Happy, who really... I don't think knows how to do it very well. No, clearly, um, yeah. I, yeah, I think hitting, getting hit by a train and not dying, and then just sort of having a fucking power nap, I thought was. You, well, look, they need to either establish that he is super powerful, that his spider DNA does heal him faster than normal, that he can get hit by a fucking locomotive and still be fine. Like getting back that to he the, essentially is more powerful than a fucking locomotive. Like getting yeah, right. Like getting back to the Berlante thing for just a brief minute. Like when they established the Flash, they say that because he is moving at hyperspeed at all times, even if he's not running, his molecules are. That's how he can heal right. faster. And so. The Flash getting hit by a train and surviving kind of makes sense to me, you know, if that of were course. to happen. Spider-Man, it didn't feel right. Like, I might be Spider-Man, nitpicking. Spider-Man is a character, yes, but they haven't established it for this character. Well, that, they haven't established it for this MCU is you, what my problem is. Do you feel like they've established that with Spider-Man, the character? Because I don't feel like they've ever established his healing ability. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. He, okay. It, um, I think there... I want to say there was in the cartoon or even in like one of the issues they said like a spider can still keep crawling if you rip off one of its legs yes like it's so strong it doesn't heal the leg back it doesn't regrow its leg right but it'll still fucking function right 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 Um, and i think they were making that he also is so strong that if he 
only he can swing from his web. Otherwise, his arms would like rip off. Right. It, like, right. If a normal person tried doing what he does, they their arms would become dislocated. Right. Right. So um, in order, you have to have super strength as you know, super strength and sort of a. It's not a Wolverine healing ability, but it's like if he got stabbed or shot or badly run over by, if he went through an Avengers type, you know, fight, you know, he would he would heal within a couple days. Right. So I look. Um. By the way, you got something you wanted in this movie that you had asked for. I don't remember if it was during our trailer discussion or, I think maybe even in game, is you wanted something where. Tony, or not Tony, Peter finally kind of makes his own suit because he does in this, yeah. and and you got that in this, which I, I did get that, and I did enjoy it. But I was again, I was as as excited and happy as I was about that. I was disappointed. I didn't get to hear Karen, and yeah. the suit just kind of looked meh. It, I like the fact that he he did his own thing, and he went back to the the quote-unquote second suit, the homecoming suit, basically, with just the color scheme a little slightly different, that he kind of rejected the Iron Spider because, like, no, that's Peter's thing. That's uh, Tony's, Tony's thing. thing. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go my own, do my own thing, even though the second suit is also Tony's thing. Tony made that suit. But, right, well. but it's more... I know the point you're making, and I agree. So, for what that's worth, yeah. I would like to imagine that Maybe Peter, whether they said it explicitly or not, he like Tony asked him like, "What kind of things would you do with your suit?" And Peter said, "Oh, I'd do this and do that and do this and do that." And, Peter's, and Tony's like, "Got it," and made his made the suit the next day. He's like, "Boom, there you go." You're, That's when the package arrives. The suitcase. You're talking about the Civil War slash Homecoming suit. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, but this he kind of got to do that himself with right. the you know. Um, we got to see Peter Parker, the scientist. Which is something you wanted to see for a while. You've asked for Very that. Very much so. And there was another scene where he talks about some kind of physics or something. He There's another scene where he's not doing a Spider-Man thing, but he, he gets to be scientist Peter Parker again. I think it might be when they were talking with um, Quentin the first time in that bunker before he leaves. And then they oh, rearrange uh-huh. things to go to Prague or whatever. I think there's right. a scene in there where he kind of gets to be, yeah, because they're talking. That's it. That's the scene when he they say, oh, he's from another multiverse or whatever, and then he goes into that whole rant about, oh, that's a that's real. It's only been a theory and blah 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 blah. blah. I can't do the dialogue. Yeah, but yeah, he kind of goes right. on. A, yeah. So, um, we just haven't seen Peter Parker the nerd. You know what I mean. Well, you have seen- to a degree, but you haven't seen his... I think you phrased it better a few minutes ago when you said we haven't seen Peter Parker, the scientist. We okay. got a brief sure. glimpse of it when he was doing the web fluid in Homecoming, but that was really the extent. That and when the teacher calls on him for the answer of the question when he's too busy watching himself on YouTube. But outside sure. of that, we didn't get it. Um, there is one... I would actually add that that's what Raimi and even the Mark Webb Spider-Man's got a little bit better. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. They like Andrew Garfield is like doing a science experiment to in, in an awful film is like trying to make his web uh, resist electricity. Right. You know, I thought that was that was a good sequence. 
Um, but yeah, go, what were you about to say? No, no, because you're right. And, and Tobey Maguire, especially the scenes with Doc Ock and Spider-Man 2. I mean, there's more than that, but those are the biggest scenes, I think, where you see Peter the Scientist in, in yeah. the Raimi ones. Um, I This is something else I brought up with with um, Henry, but he didn't have a whole lot to say, so I'm not going to worry about his part of it, and that's not a shot at him. He just didn't have a whole lot to say about it, but Marvel's been really good about continuity throughout their movies, I feel like. You know, like, Mm -hmm. even when you go from one movie to another, keeping continuity, and I feel like this is, with Spider-Man specifically, and not necessarily this movie, although it it does take play a role in this one, there is for once a crack in that continuity armor that I saw because their apartment, meaning Mays and Peter's apartment in Brooklyn or no Queens, excuse me. Yeah, I know. I just said it wrong. Um, (laughs) has not been consistent in any iteration that it's been seen. It has not been the same apartment at any point. I can understand and explain away from Homecoming to this movie, but Civil War to Homecoming were two different looking apartments, and then from this, from Homecoming to this, were two different looking apartments. Um, I want to because we haven't really seen a ton of the apartment. You know, we saw the living room and where Pete, in Civil War, and more importantly, Peter's bedroom. Peter's we bedroom Peter, is yeah. drastically different from Civil War to Homecoming. Is it? Yeah. I have to... Maybe they moved. Well, he... Okay, so in Civil War, he's got a single bed right up against the window, or right uh, far away from the window. Like, there's a space between the window and the bed. And then Homecoming is a bunk bed. Right up against the window. Not right okay, up, so because it's or next to the window, but up against that wall. It's a right, much, it's a much bigger. It's a much bigger room. I, I don't think so, and that's kind of what Henry, Henry said that Tony got them better apartments from movie to movie, and I I disagree with that. Um, I have to agree with Henry. I would say, uh, Tony definitely said, "Here's a thousand dollars, or here's here's some money. Go find a better place." See, I get the one from homecoming to this one, because when they're at that fundraiser and May's giving the speech, she talks about when she comes back from the blip and she's standing in someone else's apartment. Cause they had, someone had moved into their apartment because they were gone. He had to go get a new apartment that I kind of can justify. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. It's the only time I've uh, seen in- inconsistency to me in the continuity between the I movies. think you're looking for a problem. No, I'm not looking for it, but to me it's kind of glaring, and I'm surprised no one else has caught it. There's more of a glaring problem with the fact that I, wa- I want to say this is, is correctly. Pretty sure Homecoming is set in 2021. No. I don't think so. No. Okay. You mean that far from said, a home or Homecoming? No, Homecoming. Because they talk about the Battle of New York. What year is that? 12. 2012. Yeah. Right. So it's either 2020 or 2021, but I'm almost positive they say after that Battle of New York, it shows tombs and everything, and he's all pissed off and uh, because, like, the, 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 whatever, the fucking Tony Stark 
crew is coming to get all the artifacts and damage the damage control. Right. Um, then it says it flashes like eight or nine years later or something like that. Maybe. Hold on. I I have a way to check this for us, so you. Well, I'm pulling which it means if, because I want to say it said eight years later. It may have been nine years later. It may have been. It could have been six years later. E- well, yeah. Either if if you're right, whether it's eight or nine, I would put it at twenty twenty one somewhere in that window. Exactly. Now maybe the snap fucked around with all that, but like these now, since it's five years later in Endgame, right? Right. So but now he- we're looking at. 2028 well yes and no because it's supposed to be five years later from the events of infinity war which by all accounts is 2018 so it'd be 2023 i know what you're saying i'm not arguing against the point you're making i'm just telling you that's how that so my my question is what fucking year is the marvel cinematic universe currently in because right now they're in the future right no, I kind of yeah. I mean, Doctor Strange needs to fuck with some time shit and like get us back on twenty nineteen. Well, yeah. Don't get me started on Doctor Strange because I've read some articles about that. that I'm not very happy about. But I'd like some news. hindsight twenty twenty. What's that? I want some hindsight twenty twenty. <laughs> okay, so we just watched the first. Four minutes of Spider-Man Homecoming together, and it does say eight years. And I wasn't necessarily not agreeing with you. I just didn't remember what it said, so we wanted to go see it. But I think I can explain where it lines up. So if you'll indulge me. Um, And if you don't agree with me, that's fair. But here's what I think, right? So we said it was 2012 Mm -hmm. for Avengers. However, I'm going to get technical on you and you're probably going to hate it, but bear with me. The movie came out in 12. The argument could be made that the battle took place in 11. Because that's when it uh, shot. Except in Endgame, when they go back to the battle in New York, it's 2012. It says 12? I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Because he, here's what, can I just tell you where I was going and tell me what sure. you think? I, I'm, I'm not arguing against anything you've said. I'm just trying to give you another perspective. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's 11, like I was saying, right? You mm-hmm. go eight years later, it's then 19, which is only mm-hmm. like a year ahead of Homecoming. Not even, like six months maybe, because I think it came mm-hmm. out, in, you know. And then you have all the events, so it put us right around 2023. 2024. Sure. But unfortunately, so so this is how I see the timeline. Okay. Avengers is is 2012. Okay. Eight years later is 2020. Okay. We haven't even reached that yet. Technically for us. For us. So, right. right. Spider-Man Homecoming is set in 2020, which means that the, what happens in probably Infinity War is probably the following year, if not I, the same year. I think it's the same year. Let's say it's the same okay. year. So, For the sake of say, saying it, it's the same year. So then it goes... Five years later. Five years later for Endgame. 2025. 
2025. So does that mean Far From Home is 2026 or still 2025? No. Either way, they're in the fucking future. Yes, either way, they're in the future. uh, Here's the best theory. We got snapped and now we're catching up. That's... Which would put us five years behind them. So it kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, let's, I think we've talked about a lot of this. Let's get to the end of this. Let's talk about the end credit scenes. Okay. I, as I, I said earlier. You didn't like them. I, okay. I'm not going to get into the details just yet. I want to say it this way first and then we'll talk about details. I liked 99% of the first one and just didn't like the second one at all. Why didn't what? So I'm just going to go on a limb here and say you did not like the J.K. Simmons cameo. No, I love that actually, and that's oh, the okay. part. Hen- and that was the part Henry was right about. By the way, he said on the recording because you asked him who should play J- J.J. in future, and he said the only person who should ever play it is J.K. Simmons, and they brought him back. So that's what he was referring to. That he was right. Um, I still think Ice Cube could have done an interesting job. He No, and I don't think he disagreed with you that day when we talked about it, but he ended up being right that they brought right. J.K. Simmons back to play it. And it looks like my guess going forward, if you know, there's going to be more um, like in the next one. What I had a problem with was the Mysterio video revealing him as Peter Parker. Why? Because they're setting up to be a villain. So? I I don't like that. I don't want my Spider-Man to be a villain. I don't want him to be viewed as a villain. I, except by JJ. Like, I don't care that he... Because he's always done it. But most people didn't put a lot of credo in that. Or it it's, it's going to have more weight coming from the video that Mysterio released or sent out or whatever you want to call it. I think... It, it's a risk, and I want to see how it pans out. You know, I want to see. We, apart from, I mean, we, you know, I, uh, Tony Stark revealed he is Iron Man, and it worked out for him. Right, but that was not after a video previously, a doctored video where it says kill everybody. Right, and I'm sure Shield is going to do some serious. A part, you know, part of the pun, damage control. Well, well and that's uh, that's part of what Henry said because he he didn't take into consideration the second scene. He said, "Well, and hear me out because I don't agree with him. I'm just saying what he said until I I corrected him and he actually um, came on my side with this a little bit." Was he said, "Well, Fury saw what really happened and he'll defend Spider-Man." And I said, "No, he didn't. Fury didn't see yeah. shit because." The second credit scene reveals that Nick Fury and Maria Hill through the whole fucking movie are scrolls. Not only scrolls, but Talos and I'm guessing his wife. Possibly. Yeah. Which means the implication is that they're out in space on a scroll ship. No, there's no implication. They are. They show it. Right. So, but I would also imagine that, uh, what's his name? Talos? Talos, Talos, something like that. Yeah will report to Nick Fury. And Nick Fury is being like, you know, he's got to get back to motherfucking Earth. Well, it yeah. I mean, that can be hoped. But, I mean, it 
And that, that I didn't like that it turned out that Nick and Maria were scrolls the whole fucking movie. I had a real problem with that. I didn't like that. I thought that was stupid as well. I I agree. Um, yeah, I I just you had know, a real problem with it. I wanted Spider. I wanted Spider Man and Nick Fury to be in a fucking movie, and they sort of cheated us. If I'm being honest, you gotta bet you didn't get it. You know yeah. exactly. Yeah, it, it. You're right. I kind of felt cheated a little bit by the yeah. end of, by seeing that. Like I almost wish I hadn't hung around for that scene. To be honest with you, you know. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it was kind of a disappointment. It was. Who knew that the Captain America uh, homecoming uh, scene, the bonus scene, would have been better? Right, <laughs> right. Because that was pretty bad. Although, by the way, I did like that scene where Happy's got a shield when they're in Tower London, trying to get into the safe, and he throws it, and it like falls right in front of him, and he goes. <laughs> How the hell does Cap do that? You know, I thought that was pretty funny. Obviously, you know, because yeah. he's got super strength or whatever. But you know, right? Um, it was still it was a just a good little quippy line. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I no, I like J.K. Simmons showing up as Jonah. I thought it was. I, I wish they let him keep his hair, but whatever. I'm not gonna get over that. But you know, that was also surprising. I was like, God, I miss that flat. That the flat. The, fla- uh, the top. flat top is kind of iconic with J.J. They needed to leave that, but. You know, whatever. Yeah. I'm not. That's. It, it was good enough otherwise that I didn't. That was minor for me. You know, mm-hmm. my bigger problems were the the Peter Parker is Spider Man. You know, it would have been different if he revealed it. I think that's you went back to Tony and he revealed Tony revealed that on his own. Like mm-hmm. he he stood up there and said, "I am Iron Man." Peter right. didn't get in front of a camera or a press conference or whatever and go. I'm Spider-Man, you know, like, well, he does in the comics. That's, I think that's what they're doing. They're doing a spin on the civil war comics. Okay. Because he does do that. He does reveal reveal himself. himself You know, I think they're just trying something. They're, they're taking risks. And usually when Marvel takes risks, it works out for the better. Usually. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. Look, Look, I, I'm not saying that it's, soured my opinion on the on Marvel or these movies and I'm never going to see another one. That's not what I'm saying, but it it was a bit of a letdown for me. So. But I thought the movie was better than, than the credits. Usually the credits are always like that final nut. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yes. You get like, ah, yeah. By the way, uh, there's something that's not related to this movie at all that I've been meaning to tell you about Marvel or something I noticed that I just thought was really kind of interesting. I think it was done on purpose, but not ever addressed, right? So, in earlier, earlier movies... Oh, by the way, before I get there, really quick, the scene with Sam Jackson up in the spaceship... I turned to the guy sitting next to me who I'd never met before in my life and said, if they do this right, that's Tahiti. And it turned out it wasn't. But I thought of that too, actually. You did. Good. Yeah. Um, so now going back to what I was going to say. In the earliest, earliest movies, if you saw them driving a vehicle, it was I think it was a Chevy, almost always, Chevrolet vehicle. Like the, the SUVs they were driving were Chevys. There's a point to this, so bear with me, right? Now everyone's driving Audis, and I think that's because Audi has a contract with Marvel for right. because Tony always drove Audis, even going back to the first Iron Man. 
Um, True, but I've been seeing a whole lot more Audi commercials for Marvel, like they did the Captain Marvel one. Right. Well, that's good. And they I did think, one yeah. for this. Right. Here's the interesting one, and there's a reason I pointed all that out. In the bonus credit scene for Infinity War, where Maria and Nick get snapped out, yeah. they're driving in an Infinity. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. I didn't notice it either until like the last time I watched the movie, which was a while ago. I, and I've been meaning to tell you this for a couple of weeks, but I didn't know how to work it into the conversation we were having. The logo on the front of the truck, and I know my cars. Like, you know I'm a car person. That's an Infinity. In Infinity War, he's driving in an Infinity. And I, I'm willing to bet that's on purpose. Oh, of course. So, I just um, thought that was a neat thing to just point out. I don't think it means anything beyond, hey, here's just a cool little, like, Easter egg type thing. But, you know. Sure. You know. But I just thought that would be cool to point out to you. I thought you'd find some some delight in that. <laughs> to some capacity. Uh, yeah. that, that's surprising. And that's a good deep cuts uh, find. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't notice it until the last time I was watching it, but they they show enough of that grill that you can see the Infinity logo, which is not the Infinity symbol. That's not Infinity, the car maker's logo. But there, mm-hmm. theirs is just a different thing, but it, it is the Infinity vehicle. So, anyway, that was it. Um, overall, I... Hey, listen, you've got the Fedora rating system. What are you giving this thing? Oh, it's it's got a high rating. I mean, I I would give it, I would give it, you know, three to three and a half fedoras. Really? Okay. Well, uh, I mean, out of five, is that was that yeah, my gauge? Out of five. five? Out of five. Yeah. Oh, then I would give it four. I would give it four fedoras. I'm almost four, at four fedoras. I'm, I'm gonna have to use the fedora because I don't have a symbol, and I'm but um. Musical notes. Musical notes. I I'm almost at four and a half. I mean, this is really good for me. I. Post credit scene aside, it was there was enough good in the movie that that didn't ruin it for me. You know what I mean? And I I loved it. I I really I think, did. I think Spider Man Homecoming felt like a Spider Man movie more than this. You know what I mean? Why is that? I don't know. It was. I think there was just more scenes of him swinging around New York. It just felt like a. Spider-Man movie in the sense it's it that I, it homecoming. I guess was, it's just because I've never seen Spider-Man in another country. Well, there's that. I here here's the thing. I here's what I think. I think Homecoming is is your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man movie, and I'm not. I know I'm kind of making reference to dialogue, but I really kind of feel like that's what it's meant to be. Sure. This is taking him... I'm not even going to say international, because even though he is international, that's not where I'm going with it. This is that bridge between he can be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but if he needs to take on the bigger villain, he can do that too. I think that's what this is meant to be. I think the next one, if they're smart, it'll be back in New York, but it won't be limited to Queens. It'll be bigger New York. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it'll it'll sure. involve more of New York, more of the five boroughs, if you will. You know, maybe 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 he'll go do something in Jersey. Hey, maybe. I mean, they they did land in Newark. That's where they yeah come home. I thought that was kind of I was surprised by that. I'm like what La- Laguardia? I mean, well, there's three. There's JFK, Laguardia, and um, shit. What's the third one? 
crap, I can't remember. There's a third airport up there. There's LaGuardia. No, maybe it's only two. LaGuardia, JFK, and, and Newark. Yeah, that's the three airports so up there. Which, which is closer to Queens? Oh, well, shit. Now you're going to have me Google mapping because I honestly don't know <laughs> the top of my head. Probably LaGuardia, but I don't know that for sure. Right. So why land in, in, in Newark? Because a lot of international flights either go out of Newark or JFK. LaGuardia doesn't do oh. a whole lot of international flight that I'm aware of. Um, most well, there, there is your answer. <laughs> right. Um, and it might have just been a way of giving New Jersey a little bit of love. I mean, that could have been that too. But it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't be out of the realm to fly out of Newark to go to um, mm-hmm. Europe, you know? So, uh, but I am looking it up now because I'm curious. Newark. While you're doing that, I, I would like to say I was kind of disappointed that MJ wasn't Fury's uh, daughter. I know, you really not, wanted that. <laughs> not to mention Fury wasn't even really in the fucking movie. So I um well and I'm wondering now if the post credit scene explains that. Like that's what that's that's their they're out for that, if that makes sense. I don't know. I I I just think that was not a very good post credit scene. Yeah, it well I mean it wasn't, but I'm saying Okay. You're gonna be really Annoyed by this. Yeah, you're going to be really annoyed by this. Okay. Um, JFK Airport is in Queens. So. So why the fuck did they land in Newark? I, I don't know. <laughs> Newark's an hour away. LaGuardia is at 15 minutes away and seven minutes from... Now, this Why is to the, the center of Queens. Queens is not a small borough, so I guess it depends on where in Queens, but still. But even still, it's like, oh, here's three blocks. Yeah, basically. As opposed to an hour. Yep. Don't know. Well, uh, yeah, I liked it. I'll, I'm ready to see the next one. I am too. I, I, As I said earlier, Tom Holland is Spider-Man for me. Like, mm-hmm. um, They are kicking around the eye. Uh, like, there's been theories online, people asking for them to do... Actually, Holland, I think, asked. He would love to see a multiverse Spider-Man movie with him, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield like interacting as Spider-Man from different universes. I've also heard that he wouldn't mind if Peter, Peter Parker ended up becoming gay. Interesting. I, I don't think based on what they did in this movie, that's going to happen, but... Which is why I think he had the freedom of saying it. Probably. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't mind. It's not going to happen, but I wouldn't mind. As long as it's yeah. not me doing it, is I think kind of how he, you know, he's like, I don't mind if Peter Berger becomes gay, but it's not going to be mine. I like what they're doing with MJ, man. I, I, I know people are upset about her not being the traditional, you know, MJ, and we talked about that a little bit when we were talking with Henry, but I like it. I don't mind it. I just, you know, it's far from home. CJ here with a few thank yous, and I'll let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. Listen to Podeskew on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you find podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. 
We want to thank our logo designer and show friend, Mike, for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at mpxl.s, the number two, art, at gmail.com. Again, that's mpxl.s, two, art, at gmail.com. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. But that's not all, folks. Here's a real blockbuster. Brace yourselves. You might want to sit down. Spider-Man's Spider-Man's real name is than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.